0: It is the fucking mainframe! the imperial scrolls of honor podcast i'm josh Follen and i'm jay baxter and we are going to be bullshitting about the formative years of console gaming as we revisit the periodicals that covered it again game ep going down in this biatch today we are fighting back against the establishment and strider on the nintendo entertainment system Oh. <laughs> and what a battle it was. Uh, the the emulation disclosure I emulated on Nestopia, me and my PC with the NES Advantage piped into uh, a USB port via a Tomy USB adapter. Jay, how did you play?
1: I emulated this through OpenEMU on my desktop Apple computer uh, with the standard NES controller, the USB adapter.
0: Be part of the ISOH movement. Give us validation on your podcast platform of choice in the form of rating and or reviewing. And we'll read it on the pod. So what are we jamming on now? Jay, what are you jamming on now?
1: Still doing a little grounded from time to time. It's a fun game. They continue to add updates, so that's that's kind of my fun obsession. But I have been playing two games pretty heavily outside of that. And now those are Marvel's Avengers, first of all, and then Assassin's Creed. So, I beat Assassin's Creed Odyssey this weekend, finished the, the main storyline. I got, like, one cultist left to defeat, and then I'm done with the game for good. So, happy to get that out of the way before Assassin's Creed Valhalla gets released. And, and yeah, does,
0: it ha- does it have, like, is it the kind of game? Like, Skyrim, you can beat the game. You can think you did everything, and then you can wander around a little more and find more quests if you really want to. Is it that kind of game, or is it a, a, a more finite uh, no, there's
1: there's definitely more you can
0: do for sure. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's there's a DLC. It's a type of game that honestly that was so much fun if I didn't have other games I wanted to get into, I would just keep playing the DLC and keep doing with
0: stuff. Yeah. yeah. But I'm
1: I'm ready to move on. It's it's been a fun ride. <laughs> I'm ready to leave <laughs> Ancient Greece.
0: It's good very healthy uh, of you to be able to separate like that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's awesome. But uh yeah man, I've been playing Marvel's Avengers really heavily. So I bought Courtney Avengers for her birthday because she wanted that. And so, you know, knowing that it was multiplayer, I bought it too and it's a lot of fun. It's the storyline is really cool. When we're actually able to play together, it's fun, but the game itself definitely has some issues. They definitely need to work out some bugs. This I wish it was switch. longer. Is that why? No, have- this is on uh, on um, Xbox.
0: Do you guys each have your own Xbox, too? Yeah, man. You're psychopaths.
1: psychopath. <laughs> well, we've never talked about this. Okay, real quick, real quick backstory. So, we had the one Xbox when we first moved here, and that's all we had. That's all we were planning to get. But, you know, Courtney and I have always been gamers, and so even when we were, we both had laptops, and we were both single, and we met, like, we would play Age of Empires and stuff, and uh, Guild Wars and stuff like that on our laptops. So, we kind of game together as it was and so she actually found elder scrolls online and was playing that heavy on the xbox and she was like honey we got to get you another xbox we can play together and i was like what are you ridiculous like this is crazy but yeah she ended up selling me on it and we've been a two xbox family ever since (laughs) don't judge me yeah
0: yeah yeah. (laughs) Yeah, i mean like you told me like you you told a, a very similar story for the switch the the dual switch ownership, but I did not know that you had two Xboxes too. That's extreme. Oh yeah,
1: there's so many first party games that like you can only play with people online, and that was that's been my biggest thing at first because we couldn't really find a lot of couch co op games. I mean, there's a yeah. bunch more now, but I'm like I grew up playing couch co op, and yeah. it seems like now you got all these amazing games that the only way you play with somebody is to play online. So we're like, well. I want to play this game. You want to play this game. We're not going to sit here and take turns. So let's play. It yeah. Together.
0: Yeah. Amy and I are always hunting for couch coals too. And uh, yeah. that's certainly preferential. I would, you know, the, being able to like, I don't know. There's something, I mean, it goes, we don't need to explain it. Like obviously being able to sit on the, the fucking next to each other and yell at each other when things go wrong or something like <laughs> that. you know, like the communication, the real world communication is so much more fun than anything yes. you could do through two systems, in my opinion. But Agreed. What have Agreed. you?
1: But yeah, that's pretty much it, man. What about you? Unfortunately, I will have to say, I have stopped playing NBA 2K as well, because it left Game Pass, and I was not ready to buy a full another purchase game, so I was like, forget it. I'm
0: done. Uh, That's smart, Jay. I I, I commend you for that, too, because I played some more 2K20 like a fucking imbecile, and yeah. It's, I mean, it's, you know, I'm still pissed off left, left, and right. The coaching AI yeah. in that my player thing. And again, like I, you know, I have no idea if it carries over to the things i just won't even begin to let myself get into another like, <laughs> like Avenue of this game. I refuse to do that. But the, the coaching AI is such dog shit. Like, okay, I want to present, I want to present you with a scenario and you tell me what your, <laughs> your, you know, lifelong basketball knowledge tells you, you is the correct strategy. Okay. okay, so so you you fourth quarter, you score to bring your team within two to the Lakers, right? Twenty five seconds left on the clock. The Lakers mm-hmm. are inbounding the ball. What do you do? How do you? What do you? How do you? What is your defensive strategy in that in that situation?
1: Man, you D up your good players. You be sure to look around screens. Like you just gotta look alive and get ready for the the kickout.
0: Right. Okay. So you're playing defense, right? Exactly. Yeah well well fucking doc intentionally fouls what? <laughs> yeah i fucking lo- i just like flipped the fuck out dude like, yeah like, <laughs> yeah you don't fucking intentionally foul with 25 seconds left you play defense and see if you can get a stop you know like
1: that's
0: yeah. uh, just uh, i w- i was basketball scared. 101 yeah and i don't know that you know That's just obviously one incredibly microcosm of of just the repetitious moronic decisions that it seems to make, uh, on a team, you know, for team wide, uh, when I only have control over my player and it's just it's so fucking frustrating, dude. Uh, yeah. You know, and of course the gameplay shit also, but it's, it is like you just described fucking, uh, Assassin's Creed. It's the, it's it, you know, you, obviously there's no end to that game. So, <laughs> so like <laughs> if I don't have anything else to do and I don't feel like with the other game I'm playing is, is Paper Mario still. And that's, and that's fun. And that's great. Like the battle system is, I'll get into that next, but like, that's the only other thing I have going on. So if I'm just bored and I want to like do something that is like a, you know, it's so segmented too. It's like a partitioned game because you can just play a yeah. one game at a time. So you don't have to like, you know, you know, the time investment going into it. And that's a very comforting thing too, when you're trying to pick something to do, <laughs> you know, random. Sure yeah. So yeah, but, but, um, uh, I wish I could stop cause it pisses me off. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, also playing Paper Mario 2, and, and you know it's it's far from can't put it down material, but it's pretty damn good. It's a pretty it's a pretty good game. The the yeah the battle the coolest thing about it is that battle system, which I think I touched on briefly when I mentioned it before. But it's just it's, it's so impressively challenging. Like the you have to solve these. It's just like these surprisingly varied little puzzles where you're where you're, where you're you, and it's every turn you have to do it over again too. So it's just it's just very stimulating relative mm-hmm. to most rpgs the battle system of it you know because you you have these real-time puzzles that are timed and give you this constraint and some of them are shockingly difficult it's like you know it's just putting a bunch of objects in front of you and you have to like arrange them in a way that uh, caters to your known battle uh, tactics or you know I- I- ideal battle methods so it's just it's a, it's surprisingly fun and like when you you know when you get it right, it is wildly satisfying. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so it's cool. And then you know, just obviously it's, it's like I said, it's Mario, so it's beautiful and it's cool and it's clever and it's cute and blah 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 blah. So it's it's pretty entertaining. Awesome. Um Other than that, just uh, occasionally I will I will still grab Outer Worlds, but I'm bored like almost immediately as soon as I fucking get it going. So I don't know I I don't know if I'll ever get to the end of that or not. But the other one of the current event thing I did I I watched I I, I I noticed you saw it on the on the internet's but High Score on Netflix. It's a it's a six part documentary series on the history of video games and it it actually covers where a lot of these are usually very segmented i feel like they they only deal in like consoles or you know one specific thing but this kind of covers it goes across the formative years of arcade console pc and it goes it's pretty varied in the interviewees within each of those two so like I think it covers like a wide swath, or the, not even a wide, the entire swath <laughs> of <laughs> of video games coming to be in the in the U.S. Or actually, it also it deals with Japan too, so it's kind of an international look. So there's some things too there because like I, you know I I I kind of pride myself on knowing probably more than I should about the history of gaming up through probably the mid '90s. I would say is about my cutoff. Uh, and, and there certainly is like some redundancy if you you know, if you're the kind of person who has already read you know console wars and you know all the big shit, Tom Kalinski taking over Sega of America, shit like that. But there was plenty I raised an eyebrow at while watching, uh, and and a lot of it because of the international, the Japanese uh, focus at times that that has a lot to do with the two because i i haven't i admittedly have not dived into much of the japanese gaming history so it's pretty cool it's, and it's and it's just so fucking well done dude the tight ty- the, the the opening credit sequence is uh, if you you know if you like video game old video games in any way shape or form you will not it, it's a it's an intro you don't want to skip you do not want to hit the skip <laughs> intro button. Uh, which is, you know, that's rare if you're sitting there just hot boxing episodes of something. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. Cannot, cannot uh, recommend enough. Yeah, check it out.
1: I'm glad you mentioned that because I honestly just added to my queue this weekend and I was going to like put it on just as something like mess around and listen to. But it was one of those things where I looked at it and I was like, well, I'll give this a listen. I'll give it a watch. But it's probably going to be, you know, stuff I've seen before. So it's good to hear you say that there's a little more.
0: Yeah, it's it a little deeper. It's, it's pretty good. All and right. especially, I mean, you know, you, you, you were not a big PC gamer too. So that aspect of it, I assume, will be uh, somewhat of an um, enlightening part of it. You know, a third of it, I would say, is probably or a little less than a third of it, maybe uh is devoted to pc stuff you know they talk about doom a lot which is doom is kind of one of the ones if if you've read anything about pc gaming doom is one of the you know tried and true stories that are always fucking part of that but um there's other stuff too that's cool anyways yeah check it out well we're gonna be it's gonna take us long enough with strider i suppose and it's gonna be fucking painstaking so let's get to it (laughs)
2: That was
1: the transmission screen theme song, uh, a song we heard quite a bit.
0: <laughs> <Over> <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of transitions uh, and transmissions in this thing, so for sure. I mean, honestly, that may be one of the. the it, it, Even though it is repetitious to hear it as much as we did, that might be one of the high points of the game. Right? Yeah. (laughs) It is the fucking mainframe. The synopsis of this game is, getting into the overview, Strider is the strongest secret maneuvers group in the world. It specializes in smuggling, kidnapping, demolitions, disruptions, etc. And I (laughs) fucking love throwing an etc in there. Like it's a list of something totally mundane. That's really good. Bravo to them for that. But continuing on, one Strider of C grade is equivalent to one well-trained team of Special Corps. Hyru was the strongest Strider of Super A grade. After eliminating the sister of a mad A grade Strider, he decided to retire and was spending his life peacefully in Mongolia. <laughs> and like, hmm. I, don't, I, 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 I note the verbiage "eliminating," not "killing." There, that's uh, like to me, that's Nintendo censorship shit for sure, for sure. You know, oh sure, to not to not use the. Uh, moving on. Uh, it's This is a long one. One day, the vice director of Strider, Matic, showed up. Apparently, Hyru's friend Kane had been caught by the enemy. Matic, dis- Matic ordered Hyru to destroy his friend Kane and threatened to start slaughtering the Mongolians if Hyrule refused. Hyru refused, rather. Hyru dad, like D-A-D, though I, imi- I imagine they, mean, they, they meant had in that case, no choice but to return. After rescuing Kane, he discovered the fearful plan, plan conceived by the Striders and an organization called Enterprise, an evil project called Zane. Iru decided to destroy the Zane mind-control weapon along with Enterprise and Striders. The fate of the world hangs in the balance. So, assuming you were completely unable to follow any of that, as I was even saying it, your dude, <laughs> your dude is out to destroy the men that made him who he is and all their evil plans. Is a much simpler way they could have put that. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's definitely... A more simple way to put it. What is the format of this fucking game, Jay?
1: This game is your side-scrolling and and up-and-down action-adventure platformer. Standard of the times.
2: Yes.
0: And I would say they intended some Metroidvania aspects to it. This kind of where you're returning, coming and going, returning to places you've been. To reutilize or to utilize something for the first time that you did not have last time you were there, et cetera, et cetera, kind of thing. So they at least tried to do that here. I don't know if it, they executed it. Or not. <laughs> the release date, well, there's no day, but it was July 89 and some other notable, other than Strider's release, July 89 happenings. The Seinfeld pilot aired on NBC on the 5th of July in 89, and the first test flight of a stealth bomber by the U.S. military happens on the 17th, and let the stealth fighter video games development commence. <laughs> After that event. And the only other thing that I thought was worth talking about was, baby, don't forget my number by Millie Vanilli was number one on the Billboard charts on the 1st. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs>
1: What a
0: way to date it! <laughs> yeah. So, getting into the artwork, the cover art it has the blue bordered illustration of Hyrule swiping his futuristic sword towards a rifle toting soldier that has a Russian style snow hat on, despite totally bare arms. So he's you know, snow hat but no nothing to keep him warm on his upper body, which is odd. Odd. Uh, fast (laughs) the a a nanosecond after the moment depicted he is slicing the soldier in two at the waist so uh haru's taking this fucker down basically the soldier has some miscellaneous high-tech by 89 standards device attached to a belt he's wearing and it is so fucking huge whatever the hell it is <laughs> like, right is yeah. that a tape recorder or a bomb it's just a, <laughs> a massive mobility liability to encumber a soldier with for sure you know
1: <laughs> it's, like, it's like one of those old school uh what are those things called it's like i don't know if you ever had this growing up way back in the vcr Tape days, like a VCR rewinder, like you stuck the thing in, and yeah, it was just yeah, it. Yeah,
0: sure. Just sat on top of your TV, yeah. <laughs> you know why you got that? So you can watch the movie and then wing that fucker back with uh last minute before you go to the uh re- take those things back to the store and get fined for not rewinding them.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's actually. It might even just be a like even even outside that. Just sp- like the it's just like a reminder to do it even like you know like that was like <laughs> yeah. rewinding like dude when i went to that blockbuster in bend that sign is still in the window a please no. be kind of mind is you know it's a relic because it's all dvds now there's no fucking vhs cassettes there although they did sell some there were some vhs cassettes for sale you know like old one i don't i i have no idea why they still have inventory vhs anything but they they <laughs> have like a a fucking what do you call a display setup thing where you could it was they were crazy cheap of course but a lot of DVDs and stuff you know which i had those big huge plastic cases and stuff let's see if you're a collector maybe yeah for sure it's just but you know you the i don't know it's just, it, it, that whole experience was so weird because it, yeah it was this weird hybrid of like trying to function i mean there were people walking out of there with fucking dvds in their hands like just running them like that's a totally normal behavior you know the people it was operating in some ways as a real functioning rental movie rental joint, but also yes, had kind of this, like how else do we monetize this dying business? (laughs) Like kind of a collector thing. There's like weird, there were some weird movie memorabilia things from some fucking Gerard Butler movie or Russell Crowe movie or something in there. You know, they just had like a, there were a lot of attempts to try to like, Anything they could do to you know, keep this fucking thing going—that uh, was—that felt very desperate. I don't know.
1: Uh, yeah, I would. As, I would assume any blockbuster still operating. Right. With well,
0: tapes, is it, <laughs> Well, they would, yeah. Of course, it's desperate, but it just it just you don't want it to feel desperate, though. Even if you are desperate, that's kind of the whole thing. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> De- true desperation story. is a very desperation is a very off putting feeling to to give someone when you're trying to conduct conduct business with them. Anyways, the the title treatment ha- of this box cover has a has uh, a haru sword lodged into the D, which is a nice touch, I think. And the cross of the sword, the guard between the hilt, which is the handle, and the blade is unique by sword standards. It only extends out onto one side of the sword as opposed to Mm -hmm. both directions that most every sword you've ever seen has and it's referred to as a cipher in most of the game lore stuff not a sword and it seems like a stupid decision putting your hands at risk if you're engaging in sword battle (laughs) right i don't i don't get that away seems like a very bad design decision um but then i also thought Hyrule and Striders in general, probably did not anticipate encountering many sword-wielding adversaries in 1989. It's a bit of an outdated combat method, you know.
1: Yeah, he's Uh, fighting a dude with a gun. Yeah, exactly.
0: This dude has a gun, and and most everyone he fights probably does too, so, you know, uh, I don't know. (laughs) Good luck. Well, sword Darwinism is kind of what I thought of it as. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't. It just fell off because it doesn't need to be there anymore. Uh, I I had to actually Google the anatomy of a sword to recall the Hilt terminology. And it was kind of a fun diagram that I threw on our socials and I'll put in the show notes, too. If you're wondering the terminology of, of, of an entire sword, it's actually a whole bunch of words I'd never seen or heard of before. So kind of interesting. The back of the box has the standard three screenshots, a lengthy synopsis blurb that differs substantially from the manual copy that we plotted through just a few minutes ago, and the Capcom staple for this time, Captain Commando's endorsement of the game. And the first screenshot shows Hairu fighting a large samurai sprite, totally contradicting my sword Darwinism theory. (laughs) So... Uh, I was I was off on that assumption, but the blurb is much more specific and damning of Russia, which makes sense mm-hmm. given the Cold War still being hot and heavy for a bit longer at this time. But uh, I still felt it was kind of I don't know. I just felt it was even if that's the case, it just seems like a bit of a tenuous thing to do <laughs> <laughs> for a video game. You know, I don't know. So getting into the manual- yeah, see, exactly. it's the exactly just fucking. Uh, Cancel culture was not in place yet The 16 page manual uh, Including covers is all black and white And page 6 is a full page Dedicated to explain the mainframe Computer you interact with (laughs) It's called the blue dragon Which is a hot name for a mainframe You use this baby to traverse around The world to different levels Listening to that theme song we already heard Analyzing the diskettes you find in the game As well as obtaining passwords for continuing The game later and pages 7 8 have Control Fodder. We are doing two Capcom games in close proximity. DuckTales being just a couple episodes back. So this stood out to me because it was also in that game. But it tells you very specifically, Pushing right or left on the controller moves high right or left. This works even when he's jumping or falling. And then it goes on to accentuate it more by saying, Remember, in all caps, this. It is an important feature. <laughs> they were similarly quite adamant about conveying this in the DuckTales manual. And I just, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of... First of all, just kind of a video game obvious thing, and I right. don't understand why they're so fucking, you know, pounding the table about it. <laughs>
1: I mean, clearly there were
0: definitely points where you had to drop and land on stuff,
1: but yeah, that was kind of uh, something I would have just normally done.
0: Right, exactly. Yeah, it is not... It's not. Uh, I don't know. Anyways, they explain how to use charged projectile and sliding attacks that you'll eventually learn, which kind of excites me a little bit. I like the idea of developing your character and it you know for an action game where story is probably going to be light like i want some development in the character so that that was exciting to me and there's mentions of skills or tricks as they're called that can be learned as you progress through the game and are accessed through a pause menu and there's again more rpg shit i dig and it also informs you here that you can return to the mainframe by jumping in the left (laughs) edge on the beginning screen of any level and that's the kind of shit you spend afternoons of your childhood stuck in a game because of if you haven't read the manual (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. welcome
1: to my
0: life yeah My goodness. And after a page explaining keys and disks, page 10 goes back to control stuff with the triangle jump and acceleration jump explanations. Triangle jump is basically bouncing off walls to climb up shafts narrow enough for it. Foreshadowing. Uh, acceleration jumps <laughs> allow you to jump further after running down a hill than you normally uh, than you normally would be able to thanks to the laws of physics. And I think both of these things, it's funny that these are mentioned so, so specifically as you know, standalone skills as opposed to just kind of, you know, part of your control set because they both work like dog shit in this game. (laughs) Agreed. (laughs) They work horribly. And the last thing in the manual, page 13, has a blurb on passwords that I liked. Even though Hyru is defeated, his accomplishments are remembered. And I just, I like that writing as a way of thinking of passwords. A, what history does this game have going on with it
1: so often i mean especially back in the day when a game is released you know it's released in the arcade first and then only after success there is it made for home console market but with this game the nes version of strider this was actually produced in tandem with the arcade version so i found that interesting
0: that is interesting, um
1: yeah. also it was
0: conceived as and it differs a so, so strongly from the arcade version too
1: You know what? Honestly, this is the first time I actually didn't look at the the arcade version. Usually I'm like reviewing the arcade to check it out. I actually didn't look at it this time.
0: Yeah, it's way different. And I I believe Uh, the Genesis version of this, which I also kind of want to play despite what we'll save for the next however long here, is supposedly very arcade-like. And commended for it. Anyways, sorry to interrupt.
2: <laughs> no, no worries. <laughs> but uh,
1: yeah, I mean, this was actually also conceived as part of like a three way collab between Capcom and like a manga studio. So this wow. could be familiar territory if you're a, a manga fan from the 80s. So, yeah.
0: That's sense. pretty much it on the. It certainly has that history vibe side. to it for sure. I'm not surprised. But I, uh, I am yeah. any, anything but a, a manga fan. So. I would have no idea. The last thing that we sometimes do here is the economic analysis, and I was too busy watching Josh Allen throw for a billion yards and touchdowns and shit, so there is no economic analysis. In light of the <laughs> shortcoming, we'll be refunding 100% of all Patreon contributions for the month. On to the video game. <laughs> the egypt stage and that is the first one not the second one the second one was in the last mag app so they felt egypt warranted two of its own tracks which is its own interesting thing and actually as i was about to say that thinking to myself i have no idea how they employed them and you know i can't think of anything specific about the egypt stage that would have warranted like a completely different song but maybe it'll come to us as we get there So, first thing, as always, is the title screen. It's got a legit opening cinematic sequence and accompanying music track that fires up with a title treatment scroll down at power on and introduces the characters, Sheena, Kane, Hyrule in 90s action cartoon fashion with a little chest-pounding animation followed by freeze frame with title overlay of their name, which is very cool and well done, I think. The ensuing animations, the character running towards camera and cutting to maybe what I guess was guessing was a spaceship of some kind. You would come to find out that certainly what it is. And they all have a tone of, of building towards something, but I don't feel that the build ever has a payoff, <laughs> which was weird. You yeah. know? It like had this very, like, you know, here we go. Here we go. And like, where's the, I don't know. It just didn't have it, you know? And <laughs> yeah. It just, yeah, it gets to the end of it. and just cuts back to the title screen and it's just super fucking weird.
1: <laughs> it was an amazing cutscene though. Highlight it of was. the game.
0: Yeah, it does. It does look very cool. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, it It does achieve incentivizing firing the game up and getting this little adventure started, though, to to its credit, even though it didn't have that payoff. So I guess maybe that, you know, maybe that is the payoff start. (laughs) But still kind of weird. So you can choose to game start or password from the title screen. And the cursor sprite is a cypher sword, which is cool. Just a nice little touch. The password entry screen goes down on the fucking mainframe computer and it has its own slick music cue. Capcom is getting good at password entry shit, I think, is kind of what I was thinking as I was checking this out. This this release lining up right around Mega Man 2 and that game's Righteous Password Matrix system. But this one doesn't have anything visual like that, but it is a 12-character password that only utilizes letters A through P, so no numbers or punctuation. So thank you, Capcom. You are a gentleman and a scholar for that. And <laughs> when you go with Game Start, you are presented with a solid little exposition sequence. More of it, I guess. And Hyru scurries up to the mainframe and receives a message from a dude with a blonde mullet that's recently been subject to a major blowout. <laughs> and a, <you> know, <laughs> he's got a he's got a big scar on his cheek. And he says, "Hyru, there is only one reason I asked you to come for. Kane has or was captured by the enemy. Since they know who he is, rescuing him is meaningless. Kill him. That is your mission." <laughs> And that is, I think, Dude. clearly unprofessional military superior candor. <laughs> the, right? the the exclamation's being on that directive, you know, because the, there is an exclamation point at the end of it. <laughs>
1: so. Dude, when I read that, I was like, wait, so I just got to go kill him? Like, are you sure? Like, I, I don't know if I was going to on this mission. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Probably, I thought yeah. we were cool.
0: Yeah, and he's like, he's out of, you know, he's he's out of the game. You know, Hayru is out of the game. He's retired per se. So like, you just, you know, it's just, it just doesn't. They're just you would have there would have to be more tact. <laughs>
1: Questionable from the start. Like, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know, Chief. I don't know if I'm good on this one.
0: Right. So and you know, to Hyrule's credit, he ruminates on this after end of transmission and then eventually does talk himself into not doing it. Like, or at least not doing it as he says, as as the the guy told him to do it, you know. So then can pick one of the three mainframe menu options, transfer, analyze, or password. And transfer is the way to go here. And selecting that initiates a little screen animation of a wireframe matrix, kind of opening up into a world map on the, on the screen of the computer. And there you have like a, a, a world map and there's a pin drop in Central Asian, uh, Central Asia titled Kazakh. And Kazakhs are a race of people that inhabit Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan. Why can't I say that? Kazakhstan. 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 <laughs> Jesus, fucking Christ! <laughs> but, but it is not a map destination. Kazakh. Yeah, it's a it's a race of people, not a place. So I don't know. I, I'm guessing Kazakhstan uh, was was just too many characters. But that raises the question of why choose a different relatively obscure locale instead you know right
1: (laughs) (laughs) could have chosen any place
0: yeah uh, whatever but this uh was indeed part of the soviet soviet republic so they're at least keeping with a theme and in factual fashion to their credit and it's the only option you can choose so off we go it cuts from there to that spaceship that was in the title cinematic, and there's like a small burst of light that shoots out of it and downward. Presumably, this is Hyru, like buzzing down to Kazak, and you're then dropped down into or onto a futuristic-looking industrial space platform, and you can get acclimated with Hiru's mechanics, this game's controls, which are one of its just shining little beacons of hope. <laughs> um, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That was my second note that I wrote. Controls feel so
0: wonky. What well, I mean, on. I don't know I mean, when I first because, you know, it, it is it's the advanced controls that really fuck you. I would say the base controls are pretty straightforward and good. Like I, 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 I I'm not going to bitch about everything with these like, you know, a jumps B wax with the cypher. You have a crouch during which you can attack from it. The jump feels mm-hmm. pretty good. The attack is pretty fast. You can hold the cypher above your head by holding up, which I didn't realize until later that that can be used as an attack if something's falling down into you, which is nice. And, I mean, the animations for all of it are pretty good, I think. So, it's not, like, it's not an immediately apparent dumpster fire, but you will certainly get to points later where you were fucking irritated. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I I will
1: say, honestly, the the, my main thing with the controls here was really, like, the jump. And not, not even, like, the triple jump nonsense, we'll definitely get to that, but just... Oftentimes when I would jump, it would seem like I would jump short. Like, even if I jump straight up, if I move the control left or right, like my jump instead of being
0: eight feet yeah,
1: So many times. And I was like, why does it keep doing that?
0: Yeah. And it gets, it gets, I think it gets worse on hills, you know, like that's, Mm. I think that's more, it's more prone to that on hills. What I learned to do, you can, and you know, it's, it's easy to bitch about the stuff. And it's not good, but I was able to down the line learn that if you you don't, if you wanted, because like when you really, when that can really fuck you is like when you're trying to, (sighs) I can't think of what level it was, but there was like, there were later in the game, there was a level where you have to like jump down to these pits, wait for this projectile to pass over top of you that like kind of occupies the full tunnel that you're trying to get down. And you have to wait for that thing to pass and then jump up get onto the platform and drop down into another nook right after it you got to like do that a few times in in uh in sequence to get through this continuous projectile area right this tunnel mm-hmm. and if you don't time it out and you don't get that first jump to get you get your ass up onto that platform you're not going to make it down to the next one in time you're going to take damage and that's frustrating of course what i would learn what if you don't hit anything and you just hit jump and wait till you're up there and then hit forward it was reliable but Again, that's not good, but it is at least something you can learn to get to do it. You know what I mean? It's not entirely unpredictable, but it's still not good. I I certainly will admit.
1: Yeah, I learned that too. And I was like,
0: okay, this is all right. This is what I
1: gotta do. Fine. (laughs) Fine.
0: Let's get through it. Fine. So, for furthering what you're you're dealing with here is you're getting acclimated with the game. The HUD shows health and energy. You start with 20 health and 10 energy. And if you hit select, it brings up a pretty awesome looking status screen that I liked. The status screen has character attributes, level, health, and energy maxes, and S level. And I, I'm guessing that's sword, which is odd because it should be cipher, I would think. But mm, and it, it's it's actually not explained in the manual either, which is a huge fail, I think. But <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> That's what I'm guessing it is. And it went up by one every time you raised the level. So Mm -hmm. I I don't know. Uh, the data disks, or data files rather, aka disks, are collected and viewable here in the bottom left. And you can also select tricks from the right-hand menu, though you have none of these at the start. So that's something you can do later. And there is a small bottom right box showing you that you have a key of some kind with the numeral 1 below that uh, first looking at it, I thought could either mean quantity of keys or act as an identifier for what key it might be. You come to find their identifiers. There are five keys in the game. So that is the status screen. And then dealing with Kazakh here. So as already mentioned, this level has kind of an industrious platform look to it, and it is nighttime. And I think it's, Got really really cool lighting effects or rather lightning effects going on here at the start and there are like full screen flashes and then lightning cloud animations in the background happening intermittently so that's pretty fucking cool I think for a background especially like the first level you know and you are soon greeted by a steady flow of grunt enemies running at you from screen right, and they are dudes in lime green suits, blue boots, goggles, and carrying a large saber held out in front of them. And it's a pretty intense outfit for a soldier, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Very, I don't know, certainly not intended to camouflage them in any way, shape, or form, and just seemingly kind of, uh, I don't know, yeah, just loud, a very loud uniform. (laughs) They will and, let you know they're coming. Yeah, right. Which is, yeah, I don't know. That's just not the way you, I think, as a soldier, you want to be. <laughs> Some <laughs> level of stealth would always be optimal, I would think. But will I'm not a soldier, so what the fuck do I know? We'll will jump, the, these dudes will jump when they get close, and it's a one-whack death for them. That death is celebrated by a large destruction animation that kind of looks like purple fireworks. So, I
2: don't right. know, are they,
0: are they robots, or what What was, you know, that is? I guess that's kind of mm-hmm. harkened to the manga thing, you know, it's just kind of like a heightened reality thing.
1: Maybe I mean, what else do you do? They fall down dead. I guess they could fall down and like
0: blink, and, like right. in other games. But... Right.
1: Yeah, I like this. I like the splatter; it's fun. Yep.
0: You you work your way right eventually to an elevator-like transport tube that's guarded by a big rifle-wielding mech and. These tubes are. That's. This is your mode of kind of moving vertically in the game, uh, and they are prevalent in all levels moving forward. And the they have these arrows on them that show whether they are multi-directional or one-way only. Some you can only go down. Some you can only go up. Some you can go both directions. And that's kind of how the game will often add a maze-like feeling to some of these stages, or or give it some you know um, some linearity. Maybe is the word. And this takes you below ground to a mining space of some kind. And I like the big hooks that are, like, hanging in the background there. Again, just more kind of cool artwork. I think this game is good with the aesthetic, if nothing else. So uh, that's pretty cool. And there's also, at least by my interpretation of them, skyscrapers in the background here, I guess. Which is odd because you're below ground. So I Mm -hmm. don't know. Like, is the idea that you start on a roof and then you're working through this kind of, like, scaffolding thing? I don't know. Like, I, I wasn't exactly sure how to interpret that, but...
1: That's funny. I didn't even notice that. I just I I didn't even realize those when I was going through. I was just like, all right, background art. But yeah, it does look like skyscrapers. Yeah,
0: Uh, and it's it's so there's more of those lime green grunt dudes down here, and some of the mech deals. And this is not like it's not an easy start to the game. Like I did not, I died in here basically. (laughs) So did I.
1: This this is this is how my game started. Like so, I told you last time we were, were going through the last Nintendo Power. And I saw this, and I was like, "Okay, I'll try it out." I I was on the stage, and I was like, "Oh, this is kind of fun." And I died, and I let Zion play it, and she died. I was like, "What is going on here?" So I, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, level one is not, yeah, it's not supposed to. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not gonna say you're not supposed to die at all in on level one, but I, I feel like maybe, maybe this is pompous, but I feel like I'm somewhat of a veteran with video games, and I feel like I should be <laughs> able to navigate level one of a of a game without too much trouble, you know. But
1: <laughs> you would
2: think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I died down here when when dabbling with the mag up and uh, again, playing for real here. So I died when I just fucked around with it. And I also died playing the game again. So like that's dying twice in the first level, which is extreme, I think. But anyways, so you, you fall out of the bottom and there's spikes down there of, of this area. And those will wrap your ass up for sure. And I was unable to jump over them without taking damage. And this is another instance of you mm-hmm. got to teach yourself something that doesn't really make any sense. You know, you don't you can't run and jump over them you can't get like you don't accelerate enough to get over them while running and like you're the only hope i was able to find is walking right up to them jumping and then holding at the apex of your jump holding you know to to get over them which is yeah i don't know not what you would think you would have to do (laughs) right exactly it it takes some some damage taken (laughs) to, to learn that for sure and so after getting walled by those spikes, you can work your way to an elevator tube area in the bottom right that allows you to move vertically upward, and you pass what looks like a door labeled S3, but it's locked, so you're learning that, oh, I can't do that now. I'm going to probably have to come back here at some point, point. and that doesn't mean you'll remember, but that doesn't you, – you are learning it. <laughs> <laughs> and you, uh, not long thereafter, find file diskette number one on the level above it. And it's worth noting, I think, that these diskettes look just like five-and-a-quarter-inch diskettes that were used in old-school desktop computing. And this sent me down a little rabbit hole on kind of like disk history (laughs) that I I enjoyed quite a bit. So this style of disk, like this magnetic thing wrapped in that kind of floppy vinyl covering, these these were first introduced in 1976 as a 110-kilobyte max capacity deal. And through various density innovations, improvements would be made through 1982 that would get these up to 1.2 megabytes on the high side. And I was not aware that these had an eight-inch predecessor that were in circulation before them. So five and a quarter is the the size you're thinking of from like grade school. There was a big-ass one, eight inches, like you know, almost twice as big that that were used previous to that up up to 77 and these would also end up being 1.2 megabytes before coming extinct and just to fill out the floppy disk timeline the 3.5 inch floppy disks that weren't so floppy were released in 1982 also and those eventually would phase out these uh these floppy disks like i, I remember there was there was a period like when i first started fucking around pc games you could you would buy games sometimes and they would have both versions in the box you know really yeah oh, yeah just yeah. it's, it's uh as opposed to selling different versions, which tells you how expensive those things are to make. <laughs> uh, virtually free if they're just fucking handing them out for no re- no reason in all, in all formats. Anyways, it cuts to a black screen with the words "File number one acquired." Upon picking it up, and I like this very much. Moving right from there, you and you can't do anything with it there. You gotta these need to be analyzed back at the mainframe. So you just pick it up and you move on with the quest here. And you pass through this hallway where some foreground artwork obstructs your view of Hyru and the screen flashes as you pass through it. And I don't know, like I guess th- these are meant to accentuate changing areas, like letting you know that you're moving into something that's going to be different I, is my best interpretation of them. It looks cool. I like it. It usually kind of has a little bit of a color change to it. In some cases, they would put these before bosses later in the game, you know, which is, um, I don't know, it's kind of fun. Nice touch, I guess but
1: it was it was confusing though because i remember every each time i would go
0: through and i'm like all right what's happening did i get help did i
1: level up i'm like no everything looks the same
0: (laughs) yeah right yeah uh, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't do the best job of explaining it. There's a lot of uh, obtuse moments like that where you're just kind of like, I don't know what this did for me. <laughs> but uh, it getting into here, you, the, it, it, the, you start seeing all these signs that say police on them with like a half star that is above it. And uh, so I guess you're in a police station is, is what this is supposed to be now. And there's just more grunts and mechs as far as enemies go. So you know, I don't know. I, well, I guess those were cops out in the thing too. I don't know. Is that the cop uniform here? I don't know. It's yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> effort to explain what why what any of this shit means really so uh i did start noticing some not so good animation glitchiness particularly on the inclines around here when you're going up and and down the inclines you get a can be very difficult to jump and then sometimes there's just like shit will get fucked up visually too in the game which is obviously not anything you ever want to see you want that shit to be all smooth so you can understand what the fuck's happening to you it's hard enough (laughs) (laughs) yep and you reach another door labeled S1 after working your way down a ways and then back up and you move through a number of similar looking rooms with the same door on each these S1 doors and you kind of there's things dropping out of the ceiling grunts and mechs and shit they drop out of the tubes uh, until the second to last room that has a different kind of robot with a big claw protruding from where the face would logically be and these will swing their claw down then kind of bumble towards you very very lumberingly and they do a solid amount of damage with the claw, five health, where the grunts only did one on contact. So at twenty health, that's a big deal, you know.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, a difficulty jump. And after that, there is a room. That's probably the last time I think in my notes, by the way, that I will do make any effort to talk about specific enemies because with the exception of mini bosses and bosses, because the enemies of this game are just like nondescript and meaningless, you know? Like <laughs> 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 it just there's just no some yeah, they look different, but, uh, and like some of them will have slightly different attack mechanics and shit. But I think in a general sense, you could say, and tell me if you agree, like I never really felt after dying on this first stage, actually, I never really felt, I, like I learned how easy it was to farm life capsules from the grunts and shit in the game. And that makes it. Like the whole economy of your health was never really an issue for me, for the most part in the game. You know, like did you? Yeah, I didn't really like
1: most of the grunts were kind of just like I knew I could hit him, beat him in one hit or like a couple hits, and it wasn't even going to be a problem. So yeah, it it would only get to like certain quote unquote bigger battles where I would have any kind of trouble at all. Um... Or really, it's just the environment. You know, for the most part, like the right, exactly, are kind of yeah, like, the enemies well.
0: are usually not the problem. It's usually some sort of environmental shit that, that really pr- proves to be the pain. I agree. Yeah. So after that big claw thing, there is another room with a guy in a white coat that tells you, "Please wait. A cane is up there, and the commander has the key. You'll find it if you analyze this. Please let me go." <laughs> like, <it's laughs> like, and like, this is. I, I'm. I apologize for this. Like sporadic reading of these but like the it's just not good you know it's the the english does not flow in this game at all (laughs) like there's definitely some translation issues for sure and a after that guy talks to you a disc drops in the ceiling and then you pick that up file number two acquired so uh you also level up here for the first time to level two and the health max stayed the same energy max up to uh i believe s level went from two to three so slight bumps in your in your metrics and like you know other than that like i don't know just again this the economies of in this game the rpg elements just did not they meant so little to me throughout the game but that's what happens with this level up and i think it's also kind of interesting that like here so early you get two of the six discs that you're going to be able to get in the entire game i thought that was like a very i don't know it was interesting choice to me that they decided to drop those both on you right away you know what i mean
1: yeah, that honestly that made me think that this game was going to be very super, quick. Super short, sure, right? Was yeah. In, <laughs>
0: incorrect, Jay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just
1: a tad wrong with that hypothesis.
0: Yep, yeah. and there is a room after that with a door and a weird flashing platform going on of some kind and I couldn't figure out a way to interact with it either, so I just kind of headed back from whence I came. And what did we what like what was your Cuz yeah, this is like this is where the Metroidvania comes in. It's like you hit something, you're like, okay, I can't – that clearly has significance, but I don't know what, and nothing's insinuated what it might be, and I guess I just go, where do I go? <laughs> like, I don't know where to go. Now I'm just going to wander for a little bit. And, you know, like, how did you – well, first of all, is that – go getting, getting to that second disc, did you kind of just autopilot there, or did you do any wandering? Like, how – what was your experience in this first level? Yeah,
1: I – Honestly, I, I just went all around and found those discats pretty. Those pretty easily, and then that, that's when I was kind of like, okay, this this does not seem like the straightforward game, like that I'm gonna go from point A to point B to point C. But like, I was really confused after that because after I got that one and I realized I couldn't go through certain doors, I was like, what do I even do? So I was just kind of walking around the level trying to figure out where to go at that point. And it, yeah. it was at that point that I was like, you know what? I am going to check out a strategy guide because obviously, you know me—I don't have a guide. I'm, I'm just jumping in and seeing what happens first. And so I was like, I gotta—something's something, missing here. And,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's
1: when I jumped on a strategy guide, and they're like, "All right, then you gotta go here." And I was like, "All right, man, I did not. Okay, fine. I, I guess I'll consult the strategy guide and follow along and leave this level." And that's when I had to work my way back to to exit right. the level, which was also annoying. But yeah, you know, it's
0: beginning. Yeah, huge fan. Yeah. Eyes. Uh, there are instances where they'll do a better job of that, where you kind of can just fast track and not have to do the runaround hmm. aspects of it. But yeah, it is, it is interesting that they decided to keep that here that you have to do that. So yeah, there, so there's a, there, there's a level above this that you can get to where all these rooms are. And this dude is that you can go up to and it has a door labeled S2 and that's locked of course too. So you can't get in there. So uh, I headed back to the room. Uh, like I, did that, check that S2 door out. And then I wandered back to the room with the fucking flashing platform again. Like maybe I missed something. Maybe I'm not <clears> doing, <throat> I didn't try something. So like I poked around in there more, still nothing. So yeah, I, I just did, I didn't believe that I really had to go all the way back to the beginning of the level.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so
0: yeah, I can, cons- so I, I, I pulled up a walkthrough vid and just like, what am I missing? And sure enough, yes, you just have to walk your ass back to the beginning. And that I was, yeah, i like, that was the first time where, cause you know, even with the control stuff, I was so fired up for the game where I was like, you know, you can just kind of like, fuck it, I'll, I'll deal with that. Like, I'm, I'm excited yeah. to see what this is. And that was the first time where I was like,
2: uh, fuck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, I really have to do this?
0: Okay. Yeah. But like, even, even bigger than that, though, like, To me, that was a sign that I might be in for something that's gonna be fucked miserable. (laughs) You know, uh, I've I've done enough of these game episodes now where, like, I can kind of when I I get that first inkling, we're like, oh wait, they didn't know what they were entirely doing. (laughs) You know, and the second you feel that way, uh, it's very rare you get that feeling and then it isn't upheld. Again and again and again, you know. Uh, good yeah. games are just good games, and you rarely have just instances where you're like, "Oh, that's just that just sucks." Why would you, you know, where you're just like asking yourself, "Like, why would they do that?" You know, like once you mm-hmm. ask that question, you're usually just gonna have a bunch of those instances. And in most, cases, so. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, fucking walk your ass all the way back the exact way you came through that mine area up through the, the lightning area on the top. And this is actually how by watching that vid. The one upside to doing that though, I learned that. That's how I learned the things falling above if you held your sword up, they would die. they would just like oh really? yeah, they would just impale themselves on you, which is it's a nice thing to learn early on, I guess that I wouldn't have learned if I hadn't been totally disgusted and and stumped And uh, so i uh, yeah, I'd be grudgingly trundling my ass back to the beginning and then the mainframe in the ship, and you seemingly when you do that thing that the instruction manual mentioned where you go back to the beginning of the level and just jump you you see, like. Like, uh, you just, like, fucking, I don't know, he just jumps and then just rockets up. And, like, like, I don't understand if he has that skill, why you have to go all the way there. Like, why couldn't I just do that the second I got above ground? You know what I mean? Right? It,
1: yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe your crazy alien spaceship thing has only, like, <laughs> has, like, a, it, it's like a, what is that? Like in Star Trek, the beam me up Scotty thing, like it only has a certain little radius and you got to be like, <laughs> <laughs> you got to go get to it.
0: Way to, way to find justification, Jay. Always looking I looking not know. <laughs> Eventually, both of us did get back to the mainframe and then it's time to pop these diskettes into that baby. And you select analyze from the menu and it asks which file you'd like to analyze. So I did file one first, and this is a message from a cat that calls himself Ryu Zaki and identifies himself as also being a Strider. And he looks a little like Ryu from Ninja Gaiden, in my opinion, mm-hmm. like all the way down to his blue ninja mask. And he tells you, I left my attack boots in China. Please find them. And that is a highly specific tip there. China is only 3.705 million square miles. So <laughs> <laughs> I left my boots there. Can you grab- <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, dude. And file two is next. And this guy seems to be dressed much like the dude you got the disc from all white military shit. And he says, vice commander, it's me. I'll go to Egypt via phantom train. Don't lose the prisoner. And it seems uh, like an odd language choice for a superior officer addressing an underling to me, you know military protocol as i already said i'm not a soldier i wouldn't last an hour in the military for a number of reasons <laughs> so this basically you know and this is the purpose of these throughout the game they are to give you an indicator of what the fuck you're supposed to do where you're supposed to go and this has presented either egypt or china to us as our current leads and the there's no real clue wherein either though so um you know i don't know Not the best effort, I guess, to develop the story is probably the best summation to to take from that. I suppose the Phantom Train, whatever that might be, is likely a semi-exclusive mode of transit with a finite number of possible destinations. So Egypt is probably the more logical choice of the two at the moment is how I felt. Uh, What about you? Which one did you?
1: I think I went to Egypt as
0: well. Whatever you decide to do when you go back to the map, Egypt and Australia have now opened up to you in addition to still being able to return to Kazakh. So my thought about that was where the fuck did Australia come from? It wasn't mentioned in these disks or anything, and there's no China. Like, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, what's up with that? Uh, but yeah, because there was, uh, you know, a lead for Egypt, I chose Egypt as well, so. You head there, or if you head there, you are dropped from the ship directly onto the moving phantom train, which uh, I have to admit is quite dope and was completely unexpected. Like, the idea that they were going to drop you onto the train, I thought I would be going into some Egypt-looking shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, I did not expect that in Egypt, but, I mean, phantom train, there you go.
0: Yeah, The locomotive on it has a very angular bird look to it that I thought was pretty cool for a train, and... This is basically a situation where you're working your way across maybe a half dozen or so cars, some minimal resistance provided by a few grunts and gun turrets before you get to a mini-boss-type battle at the very end, and it is a gun turret that is out of reach on the side of the train, and I guess it's an controlling mechanism on top <laughs> that you need to attack <laughs> while the turret just peppers your ass with fire, and there's Nothing I could think to do but take the fire like a man and spam the inanimate object till it blew up. Like, did you find a tactic for?
1: No, I mean that's all you got to do. You spam it <laughs> <and you're> done. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> move on to the pyramid. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah. So yeah, once this happens, if you do, once you blow it up, the train stops and the action cuts to Hyru at the base of a desert pyramid, which is the aesthetic I actually expected to see when I got here. And the music here is that hot ass track that you threw at us in the last magazine episode. So that's where egypt 2 plays maybe actually you know what that makes total sense then the first one is probably on the train Mm -hmm. yeah that makes a lot of sense that
2: checks out
0: that checks out as you scale the side of the pyramid the background turns from sand to blue sky which to me implies the sand is meant to be interpreted as an isometric deal that meets the horizon the distance and this is weird as fuck because Hyru and the pyramid are clearly being viewed directly from the side. And I know it's just NES and whatever, but it felt very, like a very weird choice to me, you know, to have that perspective thing meshed with this perfectly straight on thing that scrolls with you. You know what I mean? It's just a, it's. I'm, I do. I didn't even look at it like a perspective
1: thing. I was like, so there's just super high sand dune next to this. <laughs> so that like, this you're, you're just walking
0: through it, though? I mean, they're just out of... That's possible. I'm not going to say it's out of the question. Don't get me wrong. But it would certainly make yeah. more physics sense.
1: <laughs> I, I did make note that it seemed kind of weird to me. Yeah. For sure.
0: Also interpreted uh, that this game is very intent at this point on I'm, I'm presenting these 45 degree inclines and declines is a large part of the challenge in the game. That's where I first started thinking that to myself, like going up the pyramid, you know, like you slow down when walking up them, of course, which is logical. And, and you just kind of like, that would be fine, I guess. But you you just have this generally clunkier mobility when you're doing so. So the enemies presented to you when you're on these inclines going up or down are considerably more challenging to deal with, you know, so. Yeah. I like a, a, a It's use. I, I hate when games do that. When they just use the control limitations or even shittiness, if you want to go that far, as the way of imposing challenge. Like I fucking hate that. You know what I mean?
1: Oh yeah, the enemies go from super easy to annoying because of <laughs> the background. not because they did anything different.
0: Right. Yeah, it's just not. It's just not. It feels it's cheap, and it feels like you're just being cheated as opposed to being presented. So you get to the top and then you have to go back down the other side of the pyramid and there is a locked S2 door and a tube down into the pyramid from there. And the background here is great. Once you go to you have to go down the tube, you can't go to the door, of course. So the background down below is great. It's got sarcophagi lined up in the shadows and I worked my way down into a water area and learned by dying that Hyrule loses life and quickly when in water. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Yeah, which this elite soldier can't hold his breath at all. Like, mm, that's not funny. very elite. Yeah, 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 not elite at all. Not elite at all. They skipped over that part of the training program, I guess.
1: <laughs> Send him to Navy SEAL school. let
0: yeah. get some real training. Uh, so after loading, I decided to ascend instead of going down toward the water, and I quickly reached an area where I thought to myself the triangle jump might be the key to getting up onto a platform, and I could not figure out how to execute it. And I just, like, first step, as, you know, if you were to buy the game, you would look at your instruction manual and, like, try to ascertain from that a way to employ this tactic, or this this mechanic, right? So, the... Instruction manual says jump toward a wall and when you hit it, jump again in the opposite direction. It is even possible to do a series of these and climb chimneys. And I thought chimneys was a weird word choice there, but more importantly, this explanation did not help me do the move. <laughs> and so for a reason I can't really explain. This prompted me to do if maybe you'll remember me saying it, but I was like, you know, we, we were going through these the last few episodes in Ten of Nintendo Power, and maybe even Game Pro 2. And there were a bunch of instances where they were they featured Strider in the counselor's corner and classified info sections, you know. And I said I was like, all these like appearances must mean I should read these. (laughs) You know, is something's hard, and that's why we keep seeing this in these sections. So uh, I'm gonna make sure to go back and read them when I before I play the game. And I didn't do before I played the game, but this happened, and I was like, I kind of I just have this feeling that this could be valuable for me. So I started with issue nine, and what do I find as the lone classified info entry for Strider? Bouncing off the wall is the title of it. <laughs> <laughs> and the picture shown for it is the exact spot I was at in the pyramid, and it just made me really sad inside to see that. <laughs> <laughs> And it calls this an essential technique, but also a little tricky to master. And the, they say, that the verb they use is, our agents have spent long hours perfecting the triangle jump and have come up with a few tips that make it easier to execute. Those tips are, jump up and as Hyru hits the wall, press the A button repeatedly and rock the control pad left and right. After a few tries, Hyru should bounce off the wall and up to the next level. If you have a controller with a turbo option, try turbo jump while hitting the wall. And what they're essentially saying there is the fucking game is broke, and this mechanic doesn't work reliably whatsoever. You, do ne- you never want to see words like, after a few tries, and should. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: Associated with control mechanics at all. And is this where you texted me? Is this spot? So, I think it was later
1: in this level... Like not the first jump, but because somehow like the first spot where you have to use that to get up, I did it pretty easily. Like I was able to bounce like intuitively, yeah. like, all right, well, what it's, only
0: it's only one, you, yeah. don't, you don't, you don't actually have to do the, the Karen back and forth you just have to bounce right. off that one thing and get right.
1: So I, I did that here and I was able to do it and I was like, Oh, that wasn't that bad. And then it wasn't until later on at the spot where I literally can't go up until I bounce off the wall twice. That was a spot where I was like, what is, ha- what is this? So, yeah. definitely on this level,
0: though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and it's It's really fucking bad. And, you know, like, I wish I fucking pull it. Let's put, let, let me see if I can find the text real quick. Exactly, <laughs> exactly what I said to you. It's pretty good. Play the Jeopardy music here. So, yes, yeah, Wednesday, 722 p.m. Incoming text from you. Dude, F this game, and it's in quotations triangle jumps. Three <clears throat> laughing, laughing hysterically emojis from me jay says i might not keep playing and i say yeah those leave much to be desired there's only maybe two instances thankfully you say I literally can't go on. Ugh! <laughs> it's like there's a Nintendo, <laughs> Nintendo Power Tip classified info, I believe, issue eight or nine. It's mildly helpful, and I would say using the advantage is helpful. You kind of just got to spaz out on the controller. <laughs> You're like these, <laughs> these controls are miserable, dude. <laughs> and then I, I laugh again. Advantage didn't help, uh, and then I say the jumping when going down declines is the other real shit. So yeah, so yeah, very. And I yeah I say with the turbo turned on for jump, just wiggling the controller back and forth. That's how I did it. Maybe a solid thirty or forty seconds of it. So yeah, I mean. That's you know, using the instant advantage, like I said. So, you know, I've mentioned before how like you know, like running in, in RPGs, for example, when you just like fucking manically jam on the on the joystick in like a spas- a spastic fashion. That that is how I got to <laughs> work. Just literally turning my turbo on for the jump button, holding the button, and then just I mean like what? I, and like and I got the thing in my lap too on a computer chair. Where I have arms, so I gotta like wedge my elbows down <laughs> below the arms, so I can hold the controller in place for this, you know, on my legs, yeah. and I gotta like push down hard enough so it doesn't slide anywhere because I am just like manically ripping on that goddamn joystick uh, to to get him to do it. And even doing that, I would have to do that for like thirty or forty seconds to get up there, you know. Oh so my gosh! Save, save, state immediately. So <laughs> yeah, it's really bad and i just i don't even you know again like we do these things with save states and like you know you get up there and you hit save fucking you don't ever deal with it again at least that particular instance of it and like i just can't imagine like my like i i i pretty sure i mentioned like having played this game briefly like having this memory of playing as a kid but you know i don't remember how far we got and i don't really remember being pissed off and i don't even know if we got far enough to 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 have to encounter that problem, but I just can't imagine being a kid and like you're already like your ability to perceive the world and like solve its problems are already so limited. <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> I just can't imagine having that and just like being totally mystified, like. Uh, what you know you don't you can't you can't google some shit you can't there's no one to talk to you're just like yeah. there and like no solution <laughs> you know i just can't imagine what that uh, had to have been like to to so many kids you know uh experiences i'll
1: tell you what that would have been like well i guess mom you can take this one back to the store early. i'm not <laughs> yeah, yeah. i get any farther here let's uh, get another oh, let's get mario shit. 3 instead
0: Ah, uh, yeah I I mean, yeah, I adopted a terrible feel that I would get to a spot later in the game with a more difficult one of these being needed and I would just not be able to achieve it, you know, and and that is a really bad fear to have on the what second stage of a game. (laughs) Yeah. You get up there, however uh, difficult it may be, you score the Aqua Boots not long after, and that's some cool item for your status screen shit, and that always makes me feel a little better about a video game, is some status screen action, (laughs) adding some shit to my status screen. So uh, it does that, uh, you know, it tells you that the Aqua Boots, like the the message comes up so you know they are, and that obviously is going to inform you or or allude to the fact you can maybe try that water area with a little more um, aptitude. You know, so I headed down there and I felt it funneled from there to a tube entrance that shot me for a long ride around the whole stage, including a water area I'd already seen where I saw a shark swimming in it, and then back down like high above the entrance to the pyramid again. So, like coming out of those that boot area, you know, which was a I don't know. I I, like I wondered whether they use that as a teaching tool to like let you know show you that water area and kind of give you an idea a better idea of how to deal with it you know i I don't know if that Hmm. was not just choice or if just fucking happened to work out that way i guess if
1: you did i guess if you did it that way i actually went down to the shark place first and so i went down and obviously died in the water because i didn't know that i could get boots and walk on the water at that point (laughs) so I, i died down there first and then went and went the up way and, and found the boots afterwards. So then I took the ride and was like, "Oh, okay, now I can go that that way again." Oh, yeah, no,
0: the same thing happened to me. But it, you, you know, you fucking, you, you, you have like thirty health, so you die. You do yeah. not see that whole water area, and I did not see a shark. <laughs> <laughs> My first trip down there, I was dead long before that happened. So, uh going for that little ride, yeah, they, they, you know, they do that. They use this a few times in the game, where yeah, they kind of you like. It's kind of a cool thing. You know, it's like an interesting, somewhat unique to this game little mechanic where you, you like jump in the tube and it just rockets your ass around the whole stage. You know, uh, it looks kind of cool. So back at the water, uh, I was pleased and surprised to discover the Aqua Boots actually allow you to walk on it. You know, like Jesus. <laughs> so, like, I, I, I wasn't sure. Like I thought maybe, I don't know, swim, breathe. Now nah, I wasn't sure how it was going to be employed, but
1: just not die. That's Yeah, I
0: knew. <laughs> right. Exactly. But either way, it's pretty impressive technology. And the shark turned out to be a mini boss and you have to kill it before you can proceed. And it kind of, the way it works is it swims back and forth and it's little fin pokes out of the water as it does so. And you got to jump over that or you will take damage. So I found that I had to like give it space for it to pop out of the water. Like if you, if you try to stay on top of it, it'll never come up (laughs) Uh, or at least for me. And so, yeah, you give it some space and then it'll pop up and then it shoots the spread attack and like the whole challenge is, you got to like give it that space, but then before it fires its shit, run up on it and whack it before it goes back. You down. mean you had a
1: strategy with this thing? Again, <laughs> I re- when it popped out. I ran up, slice, slice, slice. It shot at me. I still slice,
0: slice, to the <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You could. I, I would absolutely <laughs> hang back just far enough, run up, grab, like whack it once, and then run away. So I could get out of its little spread projectile range and like or not even get out of uh, uh, its range, but like you'd be able to like once it spreads far enough apart, you can jump over the one that's moving horizontally and and but still be beneath the one that's going upwards, you know. So, yes, uh, I definitely employed a slight strategy with it though spamming it like you did probably was just as successful (laughs) i had no problems with the shark guy (laughs) so behind a door right after that is a triangle jump situation again this is probably the one that you this is the one the worst one yeah i i felt like i had developed a marginally reliable timing thing so it it still took me a third a solid 30 seconds but i did get through it and uh, you know whatever uh like i said there's not two you know it fucking sucks but there's not a ton of these in the game i there's these two i feel like maybe there's one or two more in the in the entire rest of the game so thank thank uh your deity of choice up there you can <laughs> find a guy identical to the dude that handed over disc two in kazakh and you also get a level up here so i guess that happens whenever you find one of these guys is the way those work and he says why do striders have to disturb us? Oh, okay. I'll give this to you. Please don't kill me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this fucking weird ass. And key number two is the this in his little sentence there. And the level up resulted in a max HP jump to 25. So, yeah, you're not even at – I wasn't even at 30 yet. So, max HP 25. So, you're dead immediately in that water. And <laughs> you learn the fire trick here. And it's just a projectile that uses up five energy per shot. And a really shitty thing I think worth mentioning here about the the tricks like once you like you select it and then your attack button only does that. So you know we it's funny like again retro gamers is bitching like there's just no way to make them happy cuz we like we bitched about in Castlevania we bitched about that the secondary weapon could always be employed by holding up and hitting the attack button and how frequently that would fuck you on jumps and stuff but when you use it when you didn't want to. But here you can only do the attack after you select it from your status screen until you go back to the status screen and deselect it, even if you run out of energy. Your guy would just do a like a uh, an impotent whack <laughs> of of something, you know, didn't even look like the sword. It was just like an impotent whack of something where you're not doing any damage or shooting anything. So oh, it just that was like, so frustrating. Yeah, I mean it, it kind of I think I'll get into the, a little deeper a little later, but like it kind of because of that hassle and also my just natural inclination to not want to waste the energy. If I didn't feel like I really had to, like, I just I ended up just not even engaging the tricks for the most part, you know, and that kind of sucks, I think.
1: Dude, yeah, I didn't. I was going to ask you about that because I didn't use a single trick i use the medical and the jump but like some yeah. of those other ones
0: i don't even jump touch them. You, jump you use because it's the game will force you to use it much, much like in yeah. adventure of Link, like there are just areas where if you don't use the jump you won't be able to jump up, up that high so you know you, you, i never once thought to use it just as like a to make me more formidable in battle or something you know which yeah. sucks Yeah. and i, I think use.
1: part of that is because of the whole Like, I tried to use one of them because I was like, oh, these tricks, maybe I should try one. And then, yeah, after hitting the button a couple times, next thing I know, I'm, like, not even slicing with my sword and I'm getting hit by grunts. I'm like, what is happening? (laughs) Yeah, you
0: got to go back to the screen. That's fucking a pain in the ass. Like, it's an action game. Like, you don't want to stop and dilly-dally around with that kind of shit, you know? Which, so I just again, stopped using tricks for the same reason you did. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> just all not about to, not to say I got a better design idea, but it's also not my <laughs> job to design it. So <laughs> <laughs> These guys probably weren't paid great to do it either, but I definitely wasn't paid. So I'm just going to bitch about it here 30 years later. <laughs> so you're then funneled to the two S2 doors you've seen, and those lead to another long pipe that drops you back at the beginning of the stage. And I assumed that meant it was time to bounce back up to the mainframe. And, uh, yeah, there's nothing else to do there, so I'm not even going to ask you whether you did anything else because there's just no way you could have. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. So back at the mainframe, your option set is the same. Kazakh, Egypt, Australia. So I guess you're going to Australia, right? And that's where you went, I assume? Australia? Yeah.
1: No, I went back to Kazakh. Did you? I, didn't oh. think, I don't think I went to Australia until later. Like, later, later, like towards the very end of the game, like right before
0: Red Dragon. So uh you made a smart decision. I didn't. I went to Australia and uh <laughs>
1: Was there anything to do there this early?
0: <laughs> not really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it has it, it does have some pretty mountainous background action going on. And I have never been to Australia, but I don't think of Australia. Like that's not what I think of. When I think of (laughs) us, you know, and I suppose my basis is going almost exclusively off Crocodile Dundee set pieces, which is likely likely a limited view on the matter. I admit, but I just thought it was, I don't know, it was mountains surprised me. I didn't expect expect that to be what I saw when I got there, but there's a jump at the beginning over some spikes that I had to scum load on uh, probably a half a dozen times to make, which means playing this on OG hardware. That spot like was break your controller shit. I'm sure. And, I know uh, exactly what
1: spot you're talking about because I right. had the same problem later on. And I was like, what the fuck?
0: <laughs> yeah, you got to just, it's, like you you just have to like, it's like a, I don't know, a leap of faith, I guess maybe the best way to put it. You just like, uh, you got to just, like, <laughs> I don't even know, I don't even like, you got to, you're jumping too late, you know, and you're running. And like, you got to like, inch your way up. You know, you could, you couldn't, mm-hmm. you, it, it's again, it's, an, it's another instance where, like, I guess inertia is meaningless in the game unless you're on those hills when you're employing that it's almost like the game has weird gravity or something you know uh <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean uh but there's no there's no supporting evidence of that theory other than just like a solution for a shitty design problem <laughs> yeah which is, yeah 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 You if you, you like if you fall down on this part there's spikes down there and there's just you, the way you glitch around when you hit spikes and shit, there's, you don't have any mobility. You're just dead meat. You know, there's no way to get yeah. your ass out of there. So, yeah, very frustrating thing to have. There's an S five door right after that with no alternative route. So yes, as you mentioned, there's nothing to fucking do here. And uh, I assumed then back to Kazakh and going back to the beginning. I, yeah, I, I learned that. That's what. That's how I learned. on the. I, that's the thing. Like I, I had saved scum. Like when I, you know, <laughs> you got past that fucking uh that fucked up pit i was ecstatic (laughs) and i safe stated of course and then i learned that i can't go any further so my only safe state is after that pit so now i gotta go back over it (laughs) Uh,
2: i had
0: to to relearn it all again and yeah i learned yeah you have to kind of like you just inch your way up to the edge and then you jump from the standstill and that just defies all laws of physics but Okay, Spider, okay, Capcom, whatever. (laughs) So back back at Kazakh, let's just get through this, like we already said. So back in Kazakh. there's an S2 door at the top of the police station, and that is where you're going with that key, of course, but I didn't remember it was there, so I didn't think to do that. And it's boss battle time behind that, baby. So before you even see anyone, you're presented with a cut to dialogue on a black card that goes as such. So, you are Hiru. Let me see the Striders' power. And this dude is on a very compact, I would call it, motorcycle. And just kind of <laughs> bops around back and forth in the little ramp area the battle happens in. And I just, I actually did use, I just fire tricked his ass, is how I beat him, actually. So, really? I really fire trick here. Yeah. Um,
1: I don't even know what that does.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it, sh- it shoots a fire it shoots, shoots fire <laughs> yeah, it, shoots, yeah, yeah, it just shoots a little uh, a round fireball projectile kind of like at i would call it midsection level from your character but, nice. yeah I mean it's you know like <laughs> how difficult of a time did you have with this boss Jay <laughs> like, yeah, you know uh, I think
1: three slices
0: yeah with the, with the sword. Right, made? That, well that that's all that's all the more that's all the more to the point like I used the three fireballs like same result. why is it the same result if i have to go to that menu why is there not at least some uptick in payoff uh from using the cypher but yeah so he just he just rides back and forth and you gotta like kind of like want to jump over him and then whack him from behind you know uh is the way to deal with him i think uh best deal with him or or maybe did you just spam you just stand there and let him go through you and just keep whacking no (laughs) i
1: mean (laughs) I'm I'm not a complete dirtbag. I, I try to jump, you, know, you,
0: you gotta try to
1: avoid to get hit. But yeah, I just sliced and jumped, and it was it was pretty easy. I mean, it's kind of it's sad to say, but yeah, I was definitely at this point feeling overconfident
0: when it came to these guys because
1: you never know when a real boss is gonna come. But I was like, okay, after a couple slices, I'm kind of kind of used to this.
0: Yeah not pose a lot of risk so there's another s2 door that you find your boy kane in or behind rather and he is strung up and looking like he's having a really bad day and hyru walks in and says kane wake up no response i guess i have to bring him back to the base so he's like narrating the situation (laughs) (laughs) and so yeah so kane is dead and and (laughs) like at least that's what it implies and you get a level up here and diskette number three is in here too and then they break the fourth wall a little as you're automatically transported back to the mainframe. So, nice. again, like... it's a nice way. Yeah, exactly. It's welcome, and I'm glad they did it, but why did they not do that in the first level, you know?
1: <laughs> Maybe because they didn't have a nice cinematic prepared for you? I don't know. <laughs> Perhaps. Maybe I'll well, make it, the game too quick, Josh. They, they're going to have the,
0: you get through the game in, like, 30 minutes. Gotta, exactly, yeah. they got to give you some runaround. Well, after these messages we'll be right back
1: get set for radical action in these
0: exciting home video games featuring smooth animation and endless entertainment from capcom usa that was a 1989 i don't know i would call it like a, a uk promo i don't know is that how commercials are in the uk i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was, it's not
1: really a commercial but yeah it's kind of just like a, a static
0: shot yeah exactly just like a static shot of a Mega Man 2 box and a, and a Strider box with a British guy. I think British. Maybe Australian? I don't know. It wasn't identified in the video, but I'll put them in the show notes. Anyways, you can watch it. There's not a ton going on with it, but it, uh, the guy does sound uh, kind of funny <laughs> 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 talking about these games. And getting back into Strider here, we are at the mainframe and it is time to analyze file three. And it's a Kane video log. And... Um, even a blog, we could call it. <laughs> he <laughs> Kane, Kane, the video blogger. And something awful is happening. The Zane Project should be interrupted. The chief in Japan might know something helpful. So Japan is available as a transfer now. So away we go. And go to Japan. You walk a few steps, and it just cuts to black. And you get more kind of copy over, over a black screen. And it says, under orders of the vice director, we can't let you pass here. We shall kill anyone who comes close. And then a samurai looking cat walks in from screen left and fragging him was easy breezy. The I, I kind of. Like, I think you're basically a now. I think this like is, is the moment where you. Like demonstrate. that's you demonstrating by, by going further into this level. I think you're demonstrating like fuck you. I'm coming to kill you or I'm not listening to you anymore. And that's where they learn that. You know what I mean? So. Oh, yeah. I guess that's the narrative this, plot point that we're at here.
1: <laughs> yeah, this, I mean, this, clearly when you're finding out, like, okay, the rest of the Strider org is bad. I'm on my own here. Let's yeah. go.
0: Right. And I guess, I don't know, is the Samurai guy supposed to be a Strider? No, right? I don't know. It's hard to say. Uh, but as far as these, you'll you'll meet these again. They are... They kind of have a a chop mechanic to them, as far as they're so they have a sword, and it's actually what's on the box, the, the first picture on the box that we already mentioned, and it's yeah, it just kind of chops and like the whole thing. You just kind of like gotta whack them and then run away real quick, and you can
1: <laughs> yeah, any any stick damage. and move, stick so, and move,
0: yeah, stick and move. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. You gotta stick and move. And the look here, as far as what the, the level itself, is a stereotypical feudal era Japanese architecture. And you head down a level after that little fiasco with the uh, copy and the samurai. And immediately to the right, you find a bald guy that awards you a level up and says, You've gotten stronger, Hyru. Take this with you. Diskette time. File number four <laughs> what he's giving you. And the level up is 30 max HP. To level four and 25 max energy, you get the spark and the jump tricks. And jump jumps higher, as you might expect, and is often used as just a gatekeeping tool. I think. And spark is another projectile that tracks along the ground uh, instead of, like, whereas the fire projectile is just this straightforward kind of flies through anything thing. A the spark rides along the ground and other surfaces, so it can kind of. I don't know, if something's on a hill above you, you can whack it, throw it out in front of you, and it will go up the hill and hit the thing at the top of the hill, I guess is the best way to describe its utility. Also uses 5 energy, so it's just kind of like the same thing, and it looks very similar <laughs> to I believe I don't think it looks any different, actually, either. But... Behind him is a tube that takes you up to a wall where you can only jump over with your newfound jump trick. So they're showing you how that gets used. And it's to get to a door that leads to falling straight down to where the old man was. And I know this is meant as a means of urging you just to test out that new jump skill. But uh, I couldn't help feeling like I just wasted 10 energy for the jump trick for no reason. (laughs) (laughs) So that didn't make me very uh, particularly happy but you head back left after you meet a scientist-looking dude that says, I'll fix your ciphers so you can shoot plasma, and you can now do the instruction manual mention of shooting a projectile by charging the cipher while holding up, which seems like a cool thing, but I never once used it until a very specific point very near the end of the game. Uh, Yeah. yeah. Did you ever use that fucking thing? Not... Until that same point, otherwise,
1: yep. yeah. The the weird thing here, and I know you mentioned they mentioned it in the instruction manual, which obviously I did not read. But <laughs> I was like, what are they talking about? What is this cipher? Like, what are we talking <laughs> about? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, like clearly because of context, I'm like, is that my sword? But it just that's such a weird thing to me. I've never heard that like in everyday language. Right. Is a sword a cipher? Wow, completely threw Fan
0: here. of the manga, Jay, you would have known that already. I'm sure. Yeah, Yeah, there didn't seem to be shit else here, so it was back to the mainframe to diddle with Disc 4, basically. So, at the mainframe, Disc (laughs) 4 is a video log from what appears to be the bald guy that gave it to me, and why that made me ask why did he just tell me the shit in person why give me the disc and <laughs> the mainframe the mainframe? <laughs> you know like well, whatever and uh, he's the video log says hiru zane is a dreadful weapon created by the syndicate it penetrates into your mind and makes you crazy hurry there is one in china and as soon as that message ends someone hacks into the mainframe <laughs> with some <laughs> shit that says ha 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 hiru You'll be sent to your grave by me, Mr. Kane. And then, all by itself on the screen, says, die! And you're then attacked by a strider right there in front of the mainframe. And I'm guessing this is Kane. But...
1: So it's quickly, easy to...
0: Yeah, (laughs) easily dispatched. And then, like, you don't see the person, I think, that says this stuff. But after you kill Kane in one hit... You get some dialogue on, on a black card that says same my sister was the same way when she lost her mind and i like i i thought that like Kyrie was just muttering to himself <laughs> that's what i thought yeah. yeah yeah and then zane i'll destroy you till the last circuit is said and like, again yeah, no, no one has ever explained it's never explained who's saying these things and then the next line of dialogue is sheena please take care of kane so like Sheena's been at the mainframe the whole time. Like, <laughs> like that has not been established. She has not been established at any point prior to this. So it was weird to suggest that she had been there the whole time and there had been no interfacing with her at all to date, you know? So I thought that yeah. weird. Yeah,
1: The story was not like keeping me engaged at this point. I was like following it. Like, okay, yeah. kind of confused. <laughs> let's just, let's,
0: well, let's move on. You can't talk to you. If you don't read the instruction manual, you can't talk shit. <laughs> That's just fucking hard, Hard rule. Hard and fast rule with with old gaming. But China's on the transfer map now, so logically that's the next destination of choice. I'm presuming that's where you went as well. Yes, sir. So, going into China, it's just a stone path and blue sky going uh, on here at the start. And uh, I'm calling this the Great Wall. That's how I saw it. and uh, Because you're in China, that's just got to be where you are. (laughs) And (laughs) instead of going down the pipe at the end of the long walk to the right, I jumped into the chasm like a boss uh, after saving state, of course, but at the bottom of a very long fall, there is an area that led to the magnet boots. So I scored those down there and also a scientist that says, did you go to my room? The key number four should be at Kazakh. And that is some serious dropping of Metroidvania action on your ass, I think, to tell you like, oh. You're going to have to go do a fetch quest.
1: (laughs) Let me tell you at this point. So you got the boots right now, you said, and then you went back. I did not do that. I came here and I was like, all right, I'm in China. Let me see what's going on in China. Because at this point I was actually having fun again since Japan was so quick and, you know, you're in and out, you're doing stuff. And I was like, all right, I'm having fun. I'm moving and grooving. So I came here to China, made it to the dude who asked if I'd been to his room. So I was like, oh, I got to go to Kazakh again. (laughs) <laughs> but I did not get the Magna boots, so I went back there, and I was like, what the fuck? What am I supposed to do here? So then I had to consult you... the strategy guide and come back and, like, come back and find them and then go back again.
0: Did you jump or did you go down that
1: tube? Uh, in China? Or in in China?
0: China? Yeah. Yeah, there's, like, where— we're, uh, I you... jumped. I okay. jumped. Oh, so the Same way. I can't remember the exact layout of it. To remember if it was obtuse where the boots were.
1: No, the boots are like, I, I feel like they're like right past him or something. Like all you have to do is keep going to the right or something and you get the boots. Because I was so mad once I finally did that adventure to Kazakh for nothing. And I was like, why can't I go up the wall? What am I supposed to do here? And then I came back and I was like, really? That's all I had to do is go to the right like 100 feet. Uh, yeah. Super frustrating at this point. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. uh.
0: Yeah. It, well, if you can, uh, it, it, has one of those express tubes. If you do get the boots and you're on, you're on your way, you, it, there's an express tube back to the wall. And, uh, I found out, uh, an S four door stands in your way. If you go down that tube. So like, so yeah. So if you go down that tube, instead of like, I, again, in my thoroughness, I always just like, I won't leave till I check all the shit out. So like, yeah, I go back up to the beginning, go to that tube that I jumped over to, to, to get to the guy. And there's an S four door down there that you can't go through. So it kind of like dead ends you basically so you have no choice to go back to Kazakh so hopefully you have the boots if not you have to do this twice but if you do have the boots you you had you had I had for that empty room in the police station that was after the file two guy and sure enough the goofy looking wall is what the mega boots are for and you can walk up the wall and onto the ceiling to reach a new area not terribly unlike what what the hell are they called or no there's just mouse man skill in oh yeah yeah uh, <laughs> Wonder Boy Three, uh, so I yeah, it, yeah it's, it's the exact same mechanic as that. So it's a, uh, it's a like it's a very, I don't know, it's like it's this very uneventful. Like you, you walk up the wall and like it tries to present shit to you as challenge, but it's just like it's pointless. It's just like there's guns and shit, and like you just. I don't know, I just feel like, why are these, like, it's just, like, it's just slowing me down, it's not actually challenging, like, why even bother, you know, Uh, which is not uh, the most uncommon feeling I had playing this game uh, at various other points, too, like, there's, you know, these fucking, like, those little, what are these fucking things, like, I'm looking at it right now in the playthrough video, it's like, (laughs) just, things what are those like fucking i don't know claws or something like it's just dumb shit on these walls that completely it's
1: lost. it's interesting that you had that thought because i had the thought once you went up once you actually walked up the wall and there were bad guys up there. I'm like are they wearing magnet boots too like why are these things <laughs> up here like right. there's no way <laughs>
0: surely yeah the standard the magnet boots are standard issue for those dudes man <laughs> they, all, they all get magnet boots so yeah i just it, generally speaking even after you get off that wall it's a very uneventful slide jump oscillation to the key that he was that the scientist was talking about and then you have to trek all the way back down to the end of the stage to the mainframe and then uh, uh head back to china so back in china you now have that key the the, four, the key for so you are heading to that s4 door of course and it's quite a run to the boss battle in this place, I would say. There's a few mini-bosses, there's some timing-based jumping through these projectile fire-covered alleys, there's some platforming, and I don't know, I guess I would probably call it the most challenging environment in the game. You know, as far as, maybe the last level also rivals it a little, but as far as just, like, the dealing with some mini-bosses and shit, and actually having to kind of Work your way through a platforming area and stuff. It's probably the most challenging environmental part of the game. And the boss battle itself is a two-parter, and it looks. This is the first one you're gonna. It seems very important and significant when you get to it, and it looks very cool. <laughs> so like you get into this room, and there's it, the, the the centerpiece. Kind of looks like I. It, it reminded me of. Uh, one of the contra bosses yes 100 yeah. percent contra right. boss yes. right Sand it's, it's, it's Sands the tentacles part of that boss in contra but it's, it's like this tall purple alien looking deal in the center of the screen and the first wave of this battle is there's this fucking i don't even know square i don't know it doesn't look like anything other than just a square that enters from the top of the screen and then it fires shit down at you and then moves along the periphery to the ground and passes under you in route to just repeating that cycle over and over and over again. And it's super easy to just like, it fires straight down. So it's super easy to just run out of the way and avoid that. And then you wait for it to go down the wall, come underneath you. And the way I did it anyways, at least I would let it go. I would jump over it, let it pass under me and then whack it as it was getting up to the, the left wall, you know, and just, it only takes a few of those that fucking dies. And then the second wave is that purple alien looking thing in the center would it would it would like this a hole would open up in its neck and then it would shoot these it would lob these small projectiles up into the air from its neck. Like very small. Like I thought it was a very weak effort on the art yeah, of, the, very weak. of the projectiles. They just look they look like they the best uh, like they remind me of the stars in the Windows 3.1 stars starfield screensaver like that's what they are (laughs) it's like they're like four gray pixels in a square (laughs) and they just like there's no effort at all to make them look like anything that would come out of an alien uh i thought that was pretty sad but so yeah they come out and they kind of like have this lob trajectory to them and they are also do not have a well actually i think they can get to all the way to the edge of the screen but they're slow enough and and just they're very easy to avoid basically and the just idea say it,
1: is, you never had a problem beating yeah them. never had any <laughs> problem, <yeah, never laughs>
0: problem. you just like you basically got to just you avoid those and then you run up and then just attack where they're coming from like the hole in its neck yep. you know and but even
1: with that this was so satisfying of a fight to me though because it seemed like for me it felt like a true old school boss like honestly yeah, it is the contra first, yeah
0: yep yeah, for sure, and it is the first time in the game where you get that feeling, because all the little... If they, if you want to call them bosses, I would call them all mini-bosses to date, all just feel like another enemy that yep. you're encountering, you know? So, yeah, it had an epic feeling. It had some cool art to it. Yeah, and it was the first time where you get kind of the traditional boss satisfaction that uh, you want from a fucking video game like this, and I don't know why it was so seldom, but... <laughs> yeah. Ugh, yeah, both were a little threat and quickly dispatched. Uh, something that I would say is common with all these fucking things. And that's definitely a negative. And yeah, I mean, I wrote a note here to like ask you, like, what was your challenge? What has your challenge been like on like this game and these so far? But I think we've already covered it pretty well. <laughs> we've already Yeah, it.
1: I mean, this this was like an actual key moment where I was like, wow, like this was fun. Like this is what I expected more of this and just not enough of this.
0: Not enough at all. And you get key three from this thing and a level up. And then you head back to the mainframe by walking right. He <laughs> gets me
1: every, yeah. Time. every time. Yeah,
0: time. yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I got to hold it and laugh every time. <laughs> and this is level six, which is 40 HP, 35 energy, and the warp trick. And warp takes you back to the mainframe at the expense of 30 energy anytime you want. So just like going so back good. to the beginning without... Yeah, which I guess is nice. And, and honestly... Because, you know, when you, we haven't mentioned it yet, but when you go back to the mainframe, all your health and energy are replenished to the max. So really, as long as you have 30 energy, there's no Mm. downside to doing that, you know, so... Back at the mainframe, back at HQ, you, uh, the shit has hit the fan under Sheena's watch, and you finally see her sprite for the first time, and she is, of course, a rather buxom brunette in a green suit, and she drops some bad shit on you. She says, Ru. Kane escaped when I took my eyes off him, and there's a question mark into that, and I don't know why, and he, he seemed to be like she's not, <laughs> she's not fucking sure. That's what happened. But he seemed to be in his right mind, but his wound is not healed. Then she walks off. End of conversation. (laughs) And did you know what to do from here?
2: Uh, I went, where did I go? I
1: think I went to Africa, but I'm not sure why. I may have just checked the
2: strategy guide here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I remembered seeing that S3 during Kazakh. So I headed back to Kazakh basically. And, okay. uh, yeah, that is, that, is, that is the next step, at least for me here. Did you end up, you had to go back to Kazakh, right? At some point after Africa?
1: Yeah, I definitely went back. I remember being like, I got to go back again. Okay. But I think, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure why I did that.
0: I just, it might be the same reason I went to fucking.
1: Yeah, <laughs> something I, I thought was a reason to go. And yeah, right. it didn't work out.
0: So, returning to Kazakh here for the umpteenth time, I, I finally learned I could drop down the pit you encounter in that first area below ground, and you could—that's how you get to those platforms <laughs> that, are, that are above the <laughs> that, that you avoid the spikes much easier, basically. So, yeah, I've yeah. been here three or four times before I learned that, so that uh, was upsetting a little. And the. S3 door, that's basically, you know, you go into that area, down to the right, and then you're working your way up right to where you found, right before where you found the first disc, there's that S3 door, and that leads down below ground to an exact replica of the Cake Boss battle you had in China. And that is Suck-Fucking-City to me. (laughs) Exact same battle. And there there was also a room down here that was like semi-secret-like, and you it required a jump trick to get to, And in it, I found a hidden pill drop cache. And this is the first time I learned that you could just whack at shit in this game and find pickups. Did you, was that something that you? Uh,
1: No, I, I didn't even find that out until even later than this, until I was on like the last freaking stage. I was like, oh, what? It's, like,
0: I, was well, I, I, I didn't learn it until here either, but I'm guessing that it's because after that, I realized I could do it all over the place. So I'm guessing <laughs> all over the place in the earlier stages, too. I, I don't know for sure, but I would assume. So, yeah. So in this room, you, you it's usually just HP or energy pills that you get from this. But in this room, in addition to a couple of those, there was a pill with a skull on it. And I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> what the fuck is that? I had no idea. And it basically it just takes 10 HP from you, which is I don't know. What? lame it's just like there's no it's like a it's a perfect example of like the meaninglessness of the economy because like uh, of of your resources in the game like you're you know like 10 hp like yes losing hp is bad but it means nothing and you can go find 10 hp right away it's just like a nuisance and it's just it's i don't know just fucking super lame i thought like why pickups should be good <laughs> have, i don't know i don't mind it makes you the idea of it like the idea that you have to You should be paying attention to what you're picking up and bad things can happen like that doesn't that's not entirely pointless to me. But again, the impact of it is just it doesn't actually have a true negative other than just you dick around for third for four seconds to replenish that with another fucking pickup. You know, it's a sign. I just didn't have the. Yeah. Yeah. And disc at number 5 and a level up are the spoils of the boss battle, and disc 5 is a video blogging by Commander-in-Chief Mr. Fascius Clay, and after do- introducing himself, like a, a good little blogger does, he tells you that we, the Strider-Matic unit, will protect the Zane in Africa, and that's it, straight, very fucking straight to the point, and you also get your level 7 up, level up here, and that's 50 max HP, 40 max energy, level of eight now and you get the ground trick and this seemed to me i think anyways like an earthquake in exchange for 30 energy and uh i was assuming that it was an attack not an effort to incrementally shift topography (laughs) (laughs) Um, even though i never really used it for any attack purposes so then i went to africa so let's talk about fucking Africa. There's, <laughs> there's, there's there's a separate pin drop in the mainframe for Africa now. And uh, despite the fact that Egypt is in Africa. So there's an Egypt <laughs> and there's an Africa. Separately yeah separately um i don't know whatever and uh, the africa level has a kind of a jungle veneer to it and i'd say it looks nice visually it does look nice and there's like some vines hanging from the trees it's nighttime there oh, dude it's the beginning of this level what did you think what did you how did you deal with that lava when you saw it
1: so i just honestly jump right into it because i was like hey i got i could do it. this gotta work man like oh, let's roll
0: but, you didn't? Oh, oh man. Oh my god. I spent a lengthy amount of time like trying to look like I was like looking through fucking walkthroughs, like looking at no. videos, like think because I my assumption was that I needed some boots. Cause I didn't have the third set of boots. So I assumed they right. were a lot of boots. And <laughs> uh, yeah, That's I yeah, yeah, I looked through a bunch of documentation, watched videos, and I was like, well, how no one even fucking, you know. And yeah, so yeah, you're just supposed to just jump into it, which is fucking insane. <laughs> <laughs> fucking insane. But the solution is just to jump into the lava. Like that's fucking insane.
1: I love it. I love it. I was it. trying. I... Sorry, go ahead. No, I just I have no idea why. I just assumed that would work. I was like, Yeah, sure, that's... I got aqua boots, let's roll. And it
0: works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, And yeah, it's worth noting the aqua boots, you don't walk on it, you go right into it. And it's it, it... But but you know what though,
1: I think part of it for me. I don't know that I thought it was lava because of that crocodile or alligator, whatever it is, that kind of popped
0: up on it. it, Alligators living in the lava, but I mean it's red. It's (laughs) got to be. I don't know. Unless that's that's just like a bad, like a it's supposed to be like kind of like this murky brown, and it just red is how it worked out with the Nintendo color palette. Like, I mean, honestly, thinking going with that as the 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 takeaway makes me feel better. Let's say that because (laughs) yeah, there's these alligators in it, and like so I assumed that I had to jump on the alligators, like pitfall type shit oh
1: uh, no whoa
0: <laughs> yeah i'm like, uh, i'm fucking trying to jump on the alligator's heads and shit uh, i just uh yeah.
1: oh man brutal and hilarious
0: <laughs> yeah going went through the walkthrough that this side i did learn that i missed some boots in china did you get those attack boots
1: i did when i went back to find the freaking aqua boots like i found the attack boots as well i was like oh there was two boots here yeah so i found them like both at the same time
0: so oh, okay. I never, I didn't find the attack boots. So I never got those. It's the only thing missing from my status screen. It makes me very upset.
1: Dude, I, I kept like sliding people thinking I was hurting them and they were hurting me. I was like, why does this? I didn't even realize it wasn't even until I got the attack boots. I was like, oh, now I can kind of slide through people. Nice.
0: That's um, That was the whole thing. Like, I looked at what they did and I was like, all right, fucking, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> it didn't bother me at all. It didn't have them. It, it bothered me infinitely more that my status screen had that hole in it than it did (laughs) that i didn't have that attack capability
2: Uh.
0: yeah so yeah yeah after like no solutions i just kamikaze in there and uh avoiding the gators i was barely able to make it to the other side with a little bit hp left and i just that is just yeah just (laughs) such dog shit that's there's no solution to avoiding Uh. the game and they follow that up with some treetop platforming shit after it and they're this has area has small flying enemies and they're they're actually they're very slow-moving birds which are it's the flying enemies get worse in video games for sure but nonetheless flying small flying enemies are the bane of 8-bit video game players existences in my opinion and yeah they were quite annoying Yep, made me sad to see those. There's also an enemy type that appears to be a dude tied upside down hanging from the trees with a spear. <laughs> in it. And despite the despite having a spear in his hand and being hung upside fucking down, they conjure a projectile and descend on you when you get close. And I mean, on like if you, you know, if you haven't played the game yet, or have never played the game and are trying to picture what the fuck these might look like. They are reminiscent of a cartoon depiction of a captive being cooked over a boiling cauldron by savages. <laughs> like. And the, the, the jungle is just. And then you'll you'll actually later in the game they're in places they're in other places too. So this is like I don't know they're like breeding these dudes somewhere <laughs> where they like to hang up or I don't know it's a part of the fucking i don't know part of their military agenda where they hang dudes upside down and that's their whole thing i don't know it's it's fucking a very weird enemy to be so prominent and to be used uh, so so much in the game i think
1: and why are you bringing them up against the strider like clearly i'm like elite and i'm trained in all kind of cool et cetera shit like
0: yeah like, like tying like- guys <laughs> up tying guys up is not good um, <laughs> right is not good military hr
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> no sir
0: So, you work your way into a compound after this little jungle area, and the most interesting in that place is a bunch of moving platforms, and I had to use my spark and medical tricks a little to make it through here. Uh, Enemy drops of health were sparse to non-existent for the first time, so I uh, I guess it imposed a hair of difficulty, but at the bottom of this area, there is yet another identical and lame boss fight as the last two, and like the the alien things, and there, you kill it easily of course and you get another level up and diskette number six so all the diskettes full box of this di- full uh file box of diskettes or what are, you know what are those little file box i guess is what you call it <laughs> like that's that was one of my prized possessions as a child my little box box of disks <laughs> <laughs> Even I had even before I had a computer too I guess I mentioned how I did that with, I bought John Madden before I even had a Genesis I had a box of discs before I had a computer <laughs> <laughs> nice. uh, the level up gets you to 70 HP 70? and yeah energy is at 60 and you get a second medical trick now and uh, that basically for a little more energy gives you more HP back and then you are back to the mainframe and And disc six is another video blog from fascist clay. And he says, I have an appointment with Maddox in Los Angeles. Take care of things when I'm gone. So I'm going home, baby. (laughs) (laughs) And at the end of the video or after the end of the video, we cut a, we cut to a, we we go to a cut scene in front of the mainframe and Hyru runs out to center stage and yells, Sheena, Sheena, where did she go? And this is basically them working a little bit of helpless princess saving into this uninspiring endeavor, which is real nice. And we are then off to Los Angeles. And this is the first time we head into the Americas, which kind of surprised me a little bit. The the yeah. self-important U.S. citizen in me is was surprised. <laughs> hey, this is this is
1: manga inspired, remember?
0: We got yeah. to gotta keep it worldly. Yeah, no, I, it's worldly, sure. But the, the fact that there's only one, I don't know, we get... Egypt and Africa, you know you're selling this game in the US. It seems a little, a little bit of an oversight. I don't know. you you start below ground already so there's no sweeping vistas of a dystopian LA wasteland and that's a huge bummer. and uh, I badly want an LA fallout. So you know I wrote this before that acquisition uh, by Microsoft, but I need you to get that into the works over there. <laughs> I'll do it I can. yeah the uh, New York would be cool too uh, either one actually I can deal with either one so let them know that either is acceptable. But to definitely get to work, I on wanted them. There's actually, I mean, there's a mod, I think, that someone did. I think it's a four, maybe of one of the other, the previous, I think four. Uh, but it's a New York, someone like started designing New York, like for the ground up in, in, a, in a mod form. Whoa. And like had gotten some mild headway into it. And it was like, they were trying to make like an exact replica, which is pretty fucking cool. Um, which you know, it's an uh, the idea of an undertaking to some poor one or even if there are a couple bastards doing that, I'm sure is just like an impossible task. I, don't, I know nothing about the logistics of designing a fucking Fallout environment, but I, I can't imagine it's easy. <laughs>
1: like a full-on labor of love situation,
0: right? Uh but yeah, I mean, you know, my idea, like fuck Boston. Uh and God I hope the Heat win that series. <laughs> <laughs> Same, dude. Yeah. Same. Uh, the Love idea it. Yeah, the idea of a fucking Celtics Lakers NBA finals makes me wanna vomit. Uh, I found Sheena after about 45 seconds in L.A., and it, that included a Recycled mini boss battle against the Motorcycle Sprite that we saw in, I guess, that's the level one. That was Yep. Yeah. And she's just... Sheena, she's just sitting on the ground looking, like, extra helpless. She wasn't even tied right?
1: up. <laughs> I'm like, what is she doing here? Like, am I saving her? Like, she's taking a nap, having a picnic? I mean, she,
0: she's a fucking Strider, isn't she? That whole thing. She's like, the, the action cinematic in the beginning uh, depicts her as a badass. So, I don't know. It's fucking weak. And she says, Hyru, please defeat Matic. And the, this every one of these words uh, that follow have three, what uh, is called, ellipses? Periods, dot, 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 between them. Get revenge for me <laughs> and she stays right there on the ground after this and certainly doesn't look dead like the dialogue suggests she is but she must be dead now because <laughs> you, only, you only say that sentence if you're about to die so <laughs> um, a little further down the la rabbit hole you find a dude sitting in a broom closet behind what kind of looked like a metroid door and this dude says ha you fools this tempered glass can be broken by can't be broken by human power. You should have sided with me as Matic did, and that is like some serious Skeletor verbiage. There, I think the you fools <laughs> had you me fool. thinking, thinking Skeletor. And you gotta go get a. I was assuming anyways. You gotta go get like a special tempered glass breaking mallet or some shit somewhere. And I thought that to myself, and then I was surprised to find I was fucking locked in this room. <laughs> so you know i mean the the only thing to do from there of course is to start whacking the glass with your weapon and uh, a handful of those took it out so i thought that was weird and the dude is like totally flabbergasted that you accomplished this he says that can't be true you monster <laughs> <laughs> and uh, i felt that was a strong accusation from a dude that just gave me a skeletal line you know <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, did you I mean was this fucking was this a dude that you like did you what are, so you know what I, mean? I
1: wasn't sure what to do with this first. So I'm like obviously slicing him and nothing's happening. And so yeah, I tried a couple So him, so I you think, got
0: the, so you whacked the door, you didn't have any trouble. You didn't you thought to whack yeah. the door. Okay. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I did
1: but it was weird because I mean I couldn't really like nothing happened though. So, like, I I clearly didn't whack it enough to to break his glass and get him, and I had to actually
0: look up that you needed to use the plasma thing.
1: Like, I didn't even know that, like, I'm watching a playthrough and somebody
0: actually just sliced it all the way. Is that what you did? Yeah, yeah, I didn't use the plasma thing. I never even, I forgot, after I got that plasma thing, I forgot that I had it. So, yeah, I, I take it,
1: I take it back. So, I used the plasma thing twice then. So, here... Because I was like, I sliced a couple times, and I tried like a spark, I think, and I was like, why is this not breaking? And then I just looked it up in the strategy.
0: Yeah. Game. I was like, I oh. think I, I think I tried, I tried some of the tricks, which did nothing, but yep. uh, yeah, I fucking didn't. I because
1: uh, I was looking at that and I was like, what is this plasma thing? How do I do it? And so at this point, I was actually looking up like, all right, what is it's, what does each trick do? How do I use it?
0: Well, when I got sure it, it, I tried it. Like when I got it, I was like, oh cool, and then I did it, you know. But that was. <laughs> Okay, I hadn't yeah, even tried it. I just didn't even cross my mind that I fucking had it at any point. Hmm. And yeah, yeah, However, you deal with it, this dude gives you after you break his fucking door. Uh, you get key number five and level up. And level nine is where I was at here, and that's 100 HP, 80 energy, and the SP Ball Trick, which requires 15 energy to use, and it works just like the Spark, tracking along the ground. But I. Though never used it, or there's really no way to fucking tell, but I assumed it did more damage than the normal spark. Eh, maybe. Yeah and, never used. <laughs> yeah. and from there, you're transported back to the mainframe. So I just went back to LA with uh, no other direction. And that, because it doesn't tell you anything else to do. So I was like, I don't know. Like, m- maybe there's something else there. But <laughs> <laughs> else there. And I had no fucking clue where to go. And yeah, I had to game fact for sure here to, to know to go to Australia. Did you know to go to Australia? Yeah. At this point I was like,
1: all right, I'm ready to, to continue on here. I had to, I had the strategy guide up next to my playthrough.
0: <laughs> no fucking around. Yeah. So yeah. So I go back to Australia, deal with that pit again. And I had, I mean, I had no recall of that door even. I, that was such a traumatic event with that pit that I think I just blocked Australia. Out of my <laughs> yeah. And uh, the the FAQ didn't cite any piece of direction pointing to this, uh, but uh, it just said, remember that door, that S5 door in Australia? And, like, that's all it said. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is, is pretty shit. So, you know, I, I feel like that's something that should have been in, like, at the, yeah, I don't know, another video log, something to direct you back there, I felt like should have been, you know, the idea that you're going to remember these. Like, there's no, nothing about those doors is the script, You know what I mean? It's yeah. not like you're going to remember you have to memorize like five like i don't know there should be some sort of fucking like thing. i need a
1: notebook like
0: one or two <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. Which, that, you know, yeah. I
2: mean,
0: <laughs> honestly you if you're you're doing you you know taking notes maybe it wouldn't have been the worst idea if you were uh, the actual dude in this situation but not not certainly not customary behavior for a game like this. so you go back to Australia and uh, I guess the the door you know it is right there at the beginning, but still uh it took maybe four minutes for me to breeze through going down into the right past the samurai mini boss to another one of those alien bosses yet again and level yeah. up like it's just like a total breeze to this fucking level
1: <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. I, so, I, I literally wrote feeling good
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah. 150 health feeling good
0: yeah yeah so yeah level up gets you to 150 health 100 energy and then you get the third medical trick which requires 50 energy and i think it's just completely replenishes your life and then it's back to the mainframe you get back there and a video message from kane auto arrives and he says and there's a whole bunch of fucking dot dot dots in here Hyru, I I tried to, to, to catch Matic, but I failed. Hurry, Hyru, he, he, he is at the Red Dragon. And there's no dr- direction provided after that. So, ugh, again. and uh, But you uh, you click Transfer, and it just, like, no pin drop. No map pops up. There's no pin drop shit. It just... You're, it, or, so the pin drop is at the red dragon basically there is there's, there's uh, there is no pin drop it just says red dragon so there's like it's not on the map I guess it's kind of what I'm getting fucking bumbling at there and that means you're obviously going to the red dragon so <laughs> so, you get to the red dragon you walk in and you get some message bullshit and it says Ru, you've done well so far but you can't defeat me Matic the vice director of the striders ha 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 and he's not even there to say it, so I'm guessing this is just like a PA announcement. <laughs> he's just He's just fucking broadcasting this to the whole facility. And uh, that kind of makes me think that this guy probably has a massive inferiority complex to just kind of... It's even it's even better because the vice director is not even an impressive title. Like I was going to
1: say, I'm like, what's the vice director? That... <laughs> yeah, like beating like your chest? Second in command to so the he's... second in command. Like...
0: <laughs> yeah, beating your chest about being a subservient is really pathetic shit, I think. So. <laughs> Uh, so right after that is a mini boss dude with two knives and I tried every trick in my status screen on him, but he seemed invincible and this required FAQ consultation. And that told me that you have to hit him in the air. So he's kind of like, yeah, it actually kind of reminds me of a Ninja Gaiden boss, the guy with the two knives that jumps back and forth. Uh, it's a boss battle in that game, but anyways, yeah, he jumps back and forth. He's got these two things. And when he jumps in the air, the whole idea is you got to jump up and whack him midair as he's jumping at you and when you do that he turns into uh, like a fucking tornado and just bops around the room and you gotta jump over the tornado and then rinse repeat do it a few times this
1: dude might have been this This guy might have given me the most trouble out of anyone honestly
0: agreed yeah me too like
1: I, like I figured out how to get past him and it was fine and then when he pops back up later I still struggle and I was like why is this one freaking guy like out of, all the, out of all the bad guys in this game, this guy is the one I struggled the most with. It, it seemed like you had to jump up in the air and get him up in the air to be able to slice him. Right. But he didn't always jump. Yeah, it was, it was weird. It was
0: tough. Uh, did you – were you able to just figure it out or did you have to – did you read it in the FAQ? I
1: uh, – no, I looked it up. I, I tried it a couple times. I was like, what is happening And I just looked it up. Yeah.
0: yeah. No, yeah, even the description I think I same for me. Like I definitely had to do it before I had any confidence that like exactly what it was saying to me. But yeah. Immediately following him is a scientist dude. Another one of these. You're gonna start fucking seeing a lot of these fucking dudes. And he says, Matic is in the room over there. However, we can't open this unless we destroy two systems somewhere. And it like that I don't know that that writing there is just so beautifully obtuse. <laughs> half-assed Japanese to U.S. translation shit, like two systems somewhere. somewhere. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, up above him, I found something that I guess could be called a system, and I think I destroyed it, so I guessed that was one down. I wasn't entirely sure at all, but it was kind of like a dead end, and I think something blew up, so I just went back the other way and you head down below the scientist i found a spot on cobra commander impersonator <laughs> <Did> <laughs> find this dude yeah. He, yeah he tells you he says aim at the cipher i left and fall straight down and i'd actually found this prior to him so i like i didn't know what the fuck that was that like it's yeah like, it's like in this area with all these platforms and it 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 looks like a sword of some kind. It looks like you know your cipher. Uh, so, I, but I assumed it was like a pickup and that it was something significant that I like a secret that I had found. You know, it, like, it appears. That if you jump up, you have to like pass through where it is and then it appears. You know, so it's has the vibe of like this ultra secret thing that you found. You know, that you can now acquire and kick ass with and that's not what it is at all (laughs) (laughs) it's basically just a marker and you know i mean yes you talk to him then you know what it is but it was it was just a huge letdown of a sequence for me i felt you know even though cobra commander is the one that told me i was still pretty let down yeah um so yeah so you have to go back up out of where he is and then it's just to like a little bit to the left and up out out of his room and the idea is you have to like if you jump down and fall straight down from where it is there's the whole floor of this room is spikes and if you fall down it's the one gap in the spikes and then down below that is a little tube and this tube basically takes you to kind of a a couple of mini bosses it's a samurai and a shark dude and then you find the second system down there and after you blow that fucking thing up a scientist appears and he says the main tree can you pronounce that for me jay you you desirul
2: oh you, man
0: no idea <laughs> yeah it's y-u-g-d-e-s-i-r-a-l you you like is the only possible thing in up with. and it says the main tree you de Cyril, is a demonizing is a demon's weapon rather watch out Hiru, and that uh is clearly something that someone who's on drugs says <laughs> it's a demon's weapon watch out well Back to the scientists by the locked door down towards, and down towards our final boss battle, and they subject you to a boss rush here of their really lame bosses on the way. There's the shield guy, which we haven't mentioned yet, but you have seen him before, and he kind of jumps in the air, and you gotta get like it's kind of like a double jump, I guess, to get. Oh no, you do. Do you run under him or jump over? Yeah, him? I ran under him. He's yeah. like,
1: uh, he like mirrors you. If you jump up, he'll jump. You just can slide right. under
0: him, and, and he comes down a little back. faster. And then yeah, you go to the side and whack him in the back before he turns around. So there's one of those dudes. There's the human tornado dude with the knives that we just talked about, and then the samurai. And you know, by now, these you're kind of like like they all have like this very defined mechanic to them. And if you know that mechanic. There's really no challenge to them, you know what I mean? So, yep. you've uh, probably learned all those mechanics by now, and this is a relatively easy boss rush as a result. But, you pass another mainframe, just like the one we've been using in the, in, in the spaceship the whole game. And, you get a message here that says, Hi Roo. welcome to our red dragon, we'll dance on your grave. And that's pretty mean. But, <laughs> Guessing, uh, I was guessing that's Matic talking to you via the mainframe. I don't know. Like again, kind of just PA announcement shit. Like there's no one in the room with you, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. in the room next door, you do have Matic, and it's your your showdown with him. And he starts with some clunky shit talking, as 8-bit video game bosses do. He says, "You made it, Hyrule. I'll make you into the rust of my cipher," and that is also super obtuse, but it is certainly original. <laughs> True far as boss copy goes and he's a strider and he looks and behaves not terribly unlike hyru he jumps he whacks the whole his whole big thing is though he can knock your cypher out of your hand and it'll fly to the edge of the screen and stick in the wall where you must retrieve it to be able to attack him again and how did your matic battle go
1: we went like that for the first several times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Try try
1: again trying each trick to try to take him down. Like what the why does it keep flying? What what why does it keep going over there? Yeah, it it took me to walk because you know, I as much as we have to rely on the strategy guides every now and then, especially without when I don't have the, the user manual, as I never do, because that's just my thing. I had to look it up here because I was like, what I've tried every weapon, what is going on here? And of course I did not try the plasma. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I uh yeah, I had to look it up as well. And mainly because I I mean I tried all the tricks and everything on them, but I didn't fucking remember that I had that. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> Cause it's not, not something you ever use during the game like normally. Like you just right. you don't need it for anybody else really.
0: Right. Which you know, honestly, if you look at it in a vacuum is it could be construed as good game design, you know, that, that you're giving this, this thing that, uh, it feels like a red herring, but is not in, in the long run, you know? So, okay. uh, maybe it's, maybe it's a good choice. I don't know. At this point, it's hard for me to give <laughs> credit for anything, but yeah, so you have to use the plasma bolt. So you have to charge up your cypher and shoot the projectile. And, you know, even more so than just the fact that I didn't fucking remember that I had it, like, the idea- if I had remembered that I had it, I'd have been like, there's no fucking way that's it, because this guy is fucking running at you, and there's right? no way in the fuck you're gonna charge up in time before he gets there and whacks at your ass, but this, like, he just waits, it's so stupid. He just stands <laughs> there and he waits to be shot with it while you charge, and it's just so fucking dumb, <laughs> you know. So yeah. while the idea of having to use this might be potentially a good choice, the application of it I think is really fucking lame. And yeah, when he when it, when the you landed on him, he sits there and waits to be for it to be fucking shot. And you hit his ass with it, and then his sword flies out of his hand and across the room, and then he kind of bunny hops backwards towards it. And you can whack yeah. really while while he does that. So, you know, you do maybe two of these, and his ass is grass. And you know, you don't need to take any damage basically. So, it's uh, I don't know. It's kind of like an all or nothing boss battle, and that sucks. I think a little bit that there's not, you know, there at least should it makes be... you
1: think though. At least at least it it took.
0: We weren't able to just come in and just take him down. You yeah, know? which yeah, which is however the boss today has been. But that's the thing, though. Like it, the only reason is just because it's just that one thing, and then it is that, you know. And it's I don't know if I don't know if I can. I don't know. That's just yeah. It's it's not. It's not. It's definitely not satisfying. Satisfying, I guess. And that's that's what I want out of a boss battle. Want to be fucking satisfying. I did not feel satisfied for that. And then you go to another room, and you get. Un, like well first actually you, you there's yet another one of these poor scientists that must have just the absolute worst headhunters working for him <laughs> 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 placing in them in these terrible work environments but he's he says to you be careful you, you dissimiles behind it and i don't know if he means the door or the whole plot i don't know but maybe both double entendre of sorts here but Yugda looks much like all the previous alien bosses, but slightly bigger and more imposing. Uh, I'll give it that. But they... And they did, thankfully, mix up the attack mechanics a little in the installment. Uh, uh, It's not fucking great. But instead of the box moving around the screen periphery, sets of two small flying projectiles are continuously spewed from its head that fly out around in a mirrored pattern before disappearing and they're like their flight pattern is it's easy to track and predict yeah but they are backed up by the same continuously lob projectiles from its throat or mouth or whatever as the previous versions of this fucking thing so like the two acts together kind of do make for some randomness like and and randomness breeds difficulty in boss battles. so or you know i'm sure it's not totally random but it feels somewhat random it's it's varied enough that or it kind of feels random so you know it 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 it's still not hard by any length. I died once. I I didn't beat it the first time, so I guess that's fucking better than they've been doing. But uh, I handled my business pretty pretty easily on the second go round once I had an idea what the hell was happening there, you know. Yeah, I, I
1: appreciated though that they at least took the effort to make the boss
0: the final boss. First
1: of all, not the guy like <laughs> the one before, right. and that they made him. That they made this machine different, at least look different, feel a little different. I don't know. That was more satisfying to see.
0: Yeah. You know, it's funny too, dude, and this is just a weird happenstance, but my browser here, after the Strider playthrough ended, it just auto clicked over to Snake's Revenge on NES, uh, Metal Gear 2. And while I've never finished this game, because this game sucks, the (laughs) first one ends the same way where you have like a bullshit final boss that's actually got the real boss working behind him you know what Mm -hmm. i mean And that's that's uh that does not happen a ton in video games so it's just interesting to me that this came on after this while we're having this conversation but that's probably just the human inclination to find patterns in randomness the uh (laughs) Yeah, he's, he's not terribly hard. He dies. The screen flashes bright and some explosion animations go down before some story copy is provided. And that copy is thanks to Hyru, Zane the Devil's Weapon has been destroyed, which is a good sentence. Although the chief asked Hyru to return to the group, he quietly turned it down and started to walk. And I fucking love, love, love that. That's <laughs> super, weird. super weird. And coupled with the cinematic that follows where Hyru is quietly walking. It's pretty hilarious 80s video game shit, I think. (laughs) (laughs) And then, yeah, then you get your ending. And before we even cut to the cinematic, there's like this somber music that swells beneath the black card with the copy on it. Once the cinematic comes in, it's simple, it's a simple but beautiful shot of Hyrule, kind of just trudging along left to right in a grassy field with blue sky behind him. His outfit is purple, though, because the usual blue probably wouldn't work with the blue background on the fucking poor NES color palette, but whatever. <laughs> and a couple of times while he's walking, he stops and just continues on. On the last instance of this, he takes out a sniper briefly, and then it looks like he just re the fucking sword to me, but... After he walks off screen, the sword drops down very large in the foreground and hangs there a beat before going away. Which, to me, gave me the vibe that this was an implication he had like laid down his cipher for good and was riding off into the sunset per se. You know, so I thought it was weird. I don't know. Maybe he walked off screen and then threw it. I don't know what, exactly what that means exactly, but uh, that's like, what I
1: thought. It looked to me like he like threw his hand up in the air, like he just kind of tossed it behind, like overhead behind him. Uh, and so okay. like it landed. That's that's what I took from
0: that. Okay. Either way, yeah, he's laying
1: it down. He's done with his life. <laughs>
0: he's fucking good. <laughs> uh and then we get an, an upbeat tune then cuts in. <laughs> credits roll over top of the grass sky background. And in typical Capcom fashion for the time, the names used in the credits are wacky as hell. Some of the things (laughs) I thought mention worthy as they rolled. There was a like a job title for advice. Like it said advice and then all. And I had no clue what to make of this. Like it's in the format as all the others. Like like so like the format of these is it'll show the job title, that scrolls off, and then the name, right? And then in that Vampire? same... Vampire?
2: What
1: is this? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah.
0: Character, yeah character, I forgot about that one. Yeah, character design was credited to Vampire M. And, you know, like I said, it's not terribly uncommon for the... not. I shouldn't even say terribly uncommon. They all were like this, where they used nicknames and shit uh, because they you know, the poaching thing, but vampire is an interesting choice and there's also a sub members job title and to me that might as well say subservient underlings so i don't know like what, <laughs> what, the, fuck a, yeah, what the fuck is a sub member
2: uh,
1: these are sub-members. great I, ever since you told me about that like i always look forward to the end of these games now to see like what kind of weird-ass native
0: yeah, what kind are they of crazy-ass shit like they do? when do they start
1: using real names
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. I, I don't think it happened on the nes i can't i don't know yeah, I don't know if that happens on the NES. That'll be that's that's a fun little side experiment in of itself. That I think is all I have to say about fucking Strider on the NES, Jay. What about you? Yeah.
1: was the Red Dragon theme appropriately bringing us into the verdict.
0: Yeah, it's got a... a track has a, a Mega Man vibe going on it, with it for sure. It's Capcom. Yeah. Must be the core Capcom music uh, oh, yeah. fucking philosophy going on there. Whatever that is. The music... The way to, the way to say that in music terms. That's what that is. <laughs> um, uh, I think... I had to go first last time. I think you did. I will go.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. I am so torn, honestly. So when I think about this game, I feel like it's a lot... When I think about games in general, whenever we give them their blessing, I feel like it's a lot easier. Whereas this time, there were times where I absolutely... And you know, obviously, because we text about it. There are times where I absolutely wanted to quit playing and just hated the wonky jumping or just hated whatever was going on with the run around trying to figure out where i was going and then there were times where i was just cruising along and thought like wow i'm kind of having fun now you know but overall at the end of the day i try to ask myself did i have fun first of all like was it actually fun would i recommend it to somebody else and more importantly like if there's a remastered version which we keep finding out about would i play that you know remastered version just to have another go at it and with this one man i don't know that i would i don't know that i would i (laughs) it i want to like it and it's had its fun moments honestly but i i don't think i can give it the blessing the first game
0: uh yeah man i i think the best thing this game's got going for it are the mainframe and the disc (laughs) yes as much as I like those attributes, a game worth playing, these do not alone make. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't think I've ever had to get up and walk away from a game due to emotional exhaustion so many times. Like not frustration. <laughs> not not frustration. Like I get pissed off at games all the time. No big deal. I never really got pissed at this game. I would just be like, ah I gotta just fucking go do something else, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got, you know. Like between the note taking component of of doing a podcast about a video game and just like the uninspired nature of so many aspects of the game i just i mean the fucking the boss battles are fucking lame like they are so bad and the resource management i mentioned earlier like it's just so meaningless at almost at all times and I, i was never inclined to use those tricks and that really fucking sucks uh
1: i didn't use and, most of them i only but, tried them when i ha- had no other option <laughs> yeah
0: exactly yeah yeah i, I definitely use them more times as like a last resort thing when i was otherwise stuck than i did like oh i just want i'm gonna you know i want to this is an area that will be more fun if i use the fireballs like no that never fucking once crossed my mind Yeah, yeah. and I, yeah I, I will always have already said it before but i will always disclaim that, that i think it's kind of a little bit of my nature to like my anal retentive resource management thing. Like there's a little bit of that going on there. So maybe that's not something that everyone would feel playing this game. But, you know, the fact that we both feel that way, I think maybe a testament that it is the case. But it does look cool most of the time. So I will say that the the aesthetic of the game is very cool uh, when it's, you know, the, the couple like that that glitchy shit I saw early on is not something like that's not a rampant problem i would say so yeah. for the most part visually the game looked pretty cool and there's some really cool set pieces you know that fucking phantom train was really cool looking the alien boss even though you fucking see it too many times <laughs> yeah pretty pretty it went from cool, cool
1: to overused immediately
0: yeah so, yeah, so there's some cool shit in it visually. You know, your sprite looks cool. I think, the, like I said, the, the animations, the attacking and shit all look pretty cool. There is there's Sometimes they check out, like I said, the, that, the, the boss battle projectiles from the next are kind of weak. I think those the fireball and the spark kind of being similar, and they could be a little more inspired, I think, as far as how, how those looked. But for the most part, things looked good in the game. And the another negative, the Metroidvania aspects of it, the keys and the boots feel much more like frivolous run around to extend the game length more than actual puzzle solving through item hunting and utilization, you know, and that to me is uh, fucking not the best usage of that kind of thing. You know, it's not Metroid obviously did a much better job, <laughs> Um I would the the biggest thing is the boss battle the final boss battle one. like that's this that's like that you know uh, like all the shit that I just listed off make up like two thirds of how I feel about a video game for the most part. and then the boss battle, the final boss battle to me is like whole, I, I would give it a third thirty three percent weight in my overall judgment of a thing. and like once I looked up that Matic attack method, the fight with he and the devil boss were actually rather satisfying, I would say like mm-hmm. the completion of them and then the in cinematic was just flat out fucking great you know i mean on par i would say that in cinematic is on par with ninja gaiden or mega man 2 i think i mentioned that to you via text like you know you you were you were down and out i was like listen man like it, it's rough at times but if you're thinking about giving up like i think there's an ending that is actually a pretty good payoff uh, i don't know if it makes up for all its transgressions but it it it, it is pretty fucking solid of an ending um so it's got that going for it ultimately though i think it's it's sadly just too meh for me to responsibly recommend this to king Lorik, particularly seeing how down he is at the moment i i have not even gotten him his dear princess ghaelan back in our dragon warrior side quest yet so <laughs> i feel i feel he's in too dark of a place to be recommending strider uh, be anything that he plays so that probably makes it or that not probably that makes it uh 0 for 2 on on king lord's blessing from us so yeah i think that that is definitely the first time that we've had an 0 for 2 i think is it not for sure definitely. yeah which is so funny because i was so fired up it's so funny how that i know you were uh, like, we like we
1: gotta go Strider. or let's go straight yeah i've
0: been hitting on you for like fucking two three months about this game and then it's just fucking let you down <laughs> that could be part of the problem too though that could be like all that build up you know just can't live up to the fucking hype <laughs> Anyhow, that's fucking Strider on the NES. Uh, thanks for making it through this long plod that we're recording. Tired as fuck late at night because our schedule got fucked up because I got to go watch the bills. But next up, we'll be much more enthusiastically talking about Game Pro Issue 4. You can subscribe to the pod on the platform provided by whatever dumbass platform that serves up your pottery. Please rate and leave positive shit for the pod on that podcast platform. And the website is nyehentertainment.com forward slash ISOH pod. You could email us at isohpodcast at gmail.com you can follow the pod on facebook or get down with us on the subreddit and jay what are your socials
1: uh you can catch me gentleman jb without the second e that's my gamer tag and pretty much my username everywhere
0: you can find me on twitter at josh Follin, on instagram at my Key is Broke. okay bye good night bye